Attention. The movie guys love movies. Any comments about a well-known comedian and father figure accused of doing horrible things that have tarnished his legacy forever are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, Ghost Dad? <laughs> Not much of a movie career that Bill Cosby. No. Have, have you guys seen Ghost Dad? No. 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 Okay, so I goof on a movie <laughs> I haven't seen. I'll give you that. Right? I'm not, oh, what? I'm not blaming you. I was just wondering if anybody had seen it. Worse than sexual harassment? Ghost Dad? Well, let's make that a poll on the website. Well, Call I in. almost wonder if you need to drug people to get them to see Ghost Dad. There you go. Hey, welcome to the Movie Showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling Movie Guys empire. Some of you may die... But that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, characters, bits, special guests, and more as we broadcast from the Admirals Club in the heart of Burbank Airport's flyover zone. They don't stop making movies, so we don't stop making comedy shows about movies, which means you can get a new show from us every week. Basically, search the internets and Googles and we come right up. That's iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Stitcher. And, of course, the movieguys.net, absolutely free. And we encourage you to subscribe where you can. And if you do, still, no charge. Wow. You can find That's our showcasts, like the one uh, you're listening to here on a couple huh. of internet radio stations as well, including jonasmountradio.com, Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, and wbad.net, Fridays at 4 p.m. Uh, we have some articles and reviews up on that website as well. Hmm. Please tell your friends, share and like posts and videos and all that stuff at the Movie Guys on Twitter and Instagram. I am your host for the hardest working podcast on the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with the lovely and charming Karen Volpe. Hello. And sitting in the first half of the show, the great David Beach. Oh, Yay, David thank Beach. you. Many, uh, many, many times a movie guy, David Beach. And honey, also introduce him. Oh, and Dr. Marvin is joining us, our dog, who, for those listening, will not hear much probably from him. But if you're watching on YouTube, <coughs> He's for some reason he's in a holiday festive mood, and so are we. Because uh, oh, the second half of the show is going to be very exciting. Yes. I'm kind of burning through the opening here so yes. we can get to it because yes. we got a yep. full hour with right here in studio the one and only three-time WWE champion, author, comedian, and most recently producer of a film called "I Am Santa Claus." Mick Foley Yay! will be with us, and I'll applaud now. Is that the same seat I'm in? You will be sitting. Yes. In, yeah, he'll be so sitting. He'll in be sitting chair. there. So this is the chair that he's going to sit in. Yes, yes it's wow. very exciting. Don't break it. No, but he might break it because he does that. He with might break it over your head I if know, you're exactly. not behaving yourself. That's why Dr. Marvin is here. He loves Mick Foley. Who doesn't love Mick Foley? Right. I don't. I don't know. He's, I don't know he's either. Now he's awesome. He's gone to branch out into so many different. Uh, well, he's become lovable. He's yeah. a he's a, a award winning author. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Kids, kids love book. him. That's right. The kids love Adults him. love him. I think girls love him. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves him. Four characters. We're excited to have him here. And also Adam Witt will be back with us and uh, guest host John Roca in that mm-hmm. second half of the hour to talk to Mick. We'll have a full hour with him. But first, a quick look at the movie guy's time capsule. And it's a big weekend for moviegoers with the holidays as we see two new releases that we're going to preview for you. That's Horrible Bosses Two and The Penguins of Madagascar. saving it will take the most elite team on earth skipper kowalski rico and private we're the elitist of the elite Hoppa! whoa hey now hey now wow the dogs seem more excited about that trailer than we did he perked right up that was nice 
The Madagascar movies never quite landed on me. They, they, they make a ton of money, so I'm not surprised that uh, this is a this is the spinoff. They've already done a TV show with this, so mm-hmm. it's actually kind of different than you'd think they would do the movie and then the TV show. But they did the TV <coughs> show of the Penguins in Madagascar. You're not watching any of this, Karen. No, this goes I on during the day, daytime when you're doing other stuff. Oprah's on. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, in... In night in the nineteen nineties. All right, in our uh, first film of oh, the big I'm weekend, sorry. Let's Wendy talk about Williams it. is on. I'm not paying attention. <laughs> let's talk about the penguins of Madagascar. Do we'll we finally see the double life the penguins live outside their double lives in the other Madagascar movies. That's a triple life, yeah. rarely yeah. pulled off in cinema outside of everything Nicolas Cage does. David, let's talk about it. I don't go for Oh yeah. Oh, no, no. For diamond rings the Penguins of Madagascar is about the daily adventures of a group of penguins living in the Central Park Zoo. Uh, sorry, Paul, I think you're referring to the Penguins of Madagascar. Right, that, that's what I said, the Penguins of Madagascar. No, Paul, the Penguins of Madagascar. In my mind, I'm hearing, I'm, it sounds like I'm saying exactly no, what you're saying. no. You see, Paul, this movie is about Skipper, Kowalski, Rico, and Private, all all joining forces with an undercover organization to stop the villainous Dr. Octavius Bryan from destroying the world as we know it. Oh, so I'm guessing that with undercover organizations, villains with comic book-sounding names, and a plot to destroy the world, there probably won't be any of this in this specific Penguins of Madagascar. Oh, there'll be plenty of that. You see, okay. this is the second spinoff for DreamWorks Animation, who previously spun off their successful Shrek series with Puss in Boots, but spun nothing off their other 20 films you're having trouble remembering. All right, so the real question is, will this spinoff be the Maud of Madagascar movies or the Joni Loves Chachi of Madagascar movies? What the Penguins lose in the vocal styling of Madagascar's David Schwimmer, they gain in the voice of Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, yeah. Slab bulkhead. Fridge large meats. Punt speed chunk. Butch deadlift. The greatest voice that exists. Indeed. Even though I trade in David Schwimmer's voice for a kick in the nuts. Now, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Punch rock groin. Buck plank chest. Stump junkman. Dirk hardpeck. Rip steak face. Slate slab rock. Broad bone meal. Is joined by Peter Stormare and Ken Jong as voices of two other members of the Animal Task Force, the North Wind. Oh, hang on a second. What I'm getting a text that? here from Adam, who will be joining us later. Uh, Paul, this might be a good time for a fart sound and then uncontrollable fourth grade laughing from everyone. Oh, what? I Just because I, I said the North Wind? <laughs> 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 if none of that, uh, he was and, right. And Funny. not having to hear Ben Stiller's voice aren't incentive enough to see the Penguins of Madagascar. It's narrated by Werner Herzog. Oh, Ooh. sight unseen. I applaud the very concept of this joke. Very nice. <laughs> That's not one for the kids to employ Werner Herzog. No. So they're obviously trying to expand out to uh, adults. They're going to be slapsticky fun times with the penguins. So the kids are going to come out. But now with stuff like getting Werner Herzog involved, it's like adults. Hey, Werner. Werner. Some film jokes. They'll probably have some spy jokes. Who's Werner Herzog? Karen. I'm just asking for That's okay. middle America. There are people that may not know. He's, he was never in a movie with Anna McCarthy, so this needs explaining. Thank ah, you. There you go. Uh, he is a... Uh, what is he? Austrian director okay. of uh, eclectic films uh-huh. throughout the uh, ages, and uh, he documentaries did... like Grizzly Man, oh, okay, and films like Igiri, The Wrath of God. Sure. 
Ooh, mm-hmm. I don't think I caught that one. I don't He's think very, he has a lot of gravitas going on. Here's my thing. I don't think the superette in my hometown would rent this video, the, anything that he made, so perhaps that's why I missed it. You are right. Mm. But see, that's the thing. Yes. They are going to rent all the all the Madagascar movies. Yes. So now they're reaching beyond with something like this. This is great for the people who get that. Yeah. They got the penguins are they they are living in the zoo. I can't do. You know it'd be great if Arnold Schwarzenegger played a penguin. Wouldn't that be nice? Also Austrian. Yeah, that would be great. See, that's you almost nailed it. I heard Arnold. I heard Austrian. Yeah. Nice. Now I say these movies don't quite land on me, although they made two three hundred million dollars. That's because they can't fly. Oh, wow. penguins can't fly. Joke. Come on, I'm uh, doing that for you. Warned Lee. me you were going to be this. Come today. on, Lee, that's for you. Um, but my I asked my friend Hillary. Uh, <laughs> You know, I was telling my friend Hillary these movies are anime, and she said, "I got a couple of words for you." circus, afro, and Hillary said, "My kids just run around the house singing that all day." So these movies with their target audience connect. So more of them? Why not? Of course, they're going to make more of them. It's cartoon funny. It's cartoon funny. Probably. You can just sit and watch and laugh. It's Bugs Bunny in a dress. Exactly. Yeah, it's just that light kind of humor. It's not. It's brain candy. Yeah. Yeah, but for a guy who's like, oh, you know, I'm a Pixar snob. Every movie's got to be legendary now and be a masterpiece worth an Oscar. So, you know, when you fall under that, it's like, yeah. But anyway. Oh, and I should say, Puss in Boots. (laughs) If you've never seen it, that movie is hilarious and fantastic. Antonio Banderas is funny as hell in that. He is so serious in his his voiceover as Puss in Boots, the great lover and adventurer. Yeah, that's what makes it work. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's really acting the hell out of that. Yeah, if he did it comically, it wouldn't fly. Yeah, and DreamWorks has uh, stepped up their game animation-wise, so this probably be something. I mean, will it be Hunger Games? I don't know. At the box office? It would be weird. It would be a different market. I would hope that the kids going to see this are not seeing Hunger Games. Right. So will more kids who go to Hunger Games come out Thanksgiving weekend in this movie's second week to beat the Penguins? That's the question. But to see penguins running towards the cornucopia would be kind of interesting all in itself. It is interesting that these birds are being released on a weekend where we're all going to eat birds. Oh, Wow. That's true. Well, last year, this time, free birds came Yeah. <laughs> but it was about But it was about trying. freeing birds, yeah. yeah. I think it was. You know the presidential know. pardon. I'm sure somebody saw it. I think he pardoned a turkey today. He pardoned two, two turkeys. Two? Yeah. Once again, with his overreaching I know. presidential uh, <clears throat> executive actions. Just doing whatever he, he wants. did not discuss Congress. And what were the names right? of the, the turkeys? It was like one, mashed one potato. One was cheese. Oh, my mac, God. Mac and cheese. And mac, <laughs> mac, and cheese. mac was the other one. That's yeah. adorable. And he said, even though your name is a yeah, side, side dish or something dish, like that. Yeah. Oh, funny, my God. It's so stuff. cute. Did you see the picture of his daughters <laughs> Who looking? that stuff for him, man? It's hysterical. Steve Colbert. Oh, did you see the, the picture of his, of his... Wow. Outed right here on your YouTube channel. Well, I'm just saying, with Lee not here, we needed someone to fill in. And technically speaking, technically speaking, more... more. I'm not necessarily completely Republican. Now they're going to drop something on me. We've actually called them the National Guard. Here comes a drone. All right. All right, well, let's talk yes. about uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, I also want to say I oh, love yes. the Lyle Lovett drop that you did earlier. Of that you is do. all you need to know about this movie is that song. Though I don't think that song is in that movie. Hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes. Lump. Beef broth. Touch. Rust rod. Reef. Blast body. Big. McLarge. Huge. <laughs> Smoke. Man muscle. Is <laughs> also in the imitation game opening today, but Good in limited release. The story of Alan Turing, who defeated the Nazis with the greatest weapon possible math. Besides uh, Cumberbund Bandersnatch, Fun Dip Hacky Sack, Benadryl Lumberjack, Derelict Vandersloot, 
There are a whole host of great British names, like Alan Leach. Charles Dance. Stephen Waddington. Tuppence Middleton, or as John Travolta calls them. <laughs> and we haven't even begun to make up any names yet. Oh. And those are Tuppence Middleton. If you're British, do you name your kid Tuppence? Sure, why not? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, one time Paul and I were at one of those lazy rivers in a water park somewhere. I'm and sorry? You were at a lazy river? Yeah, sure, the lazy okay. river. Because you sit in the little tube and you just kind of go around nice wow. and slow. And I don't know a lot about kids. I'm not a big kid person. But this one, these two little kids cracked me up. And I like them very much <coughs> because they were fighting over who was going to push the inner tube while the other one sat in it. And I guess it's better to be the guy who's doing the pushing because they just kept saying... I'm in charge here. And then the other little boy would go, no, no, I'm in charge. No, no, oh, I'm no, in charge. No. Even polite in their it tantrums. It was so cute. <laughs> it was perfect. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 I'm in charge. Uh, but we saw the imitation game uh, yes, a couple it was great. weeks back. It's very good. Yeah, Kira Knightling. Kira Knightley. Knightley was very good. Uh, Adele <laughs> Dezim. We'll handle the names Adele Dezim was very good. Yeah, that's more like Thank it, you. Uh, there is one film Spider-Man Cumberbund does not appear in this oh, weekend that? that we know of, and it's Horrible Bosses 2. Karen, you love Jason Bateman, so let's do this. Yes. You forgot how good Horrible Bosses was, didn't you? Or perhaps you never saw it and don't realize how good it is. Well, here's your chance to catch up and pretend that you are the Jason Bateman completist you claim to be, Karen. Or the Jason Sudeikis completist. Or that Charlie Day completist. Okay, who am I kidding? We're all Charlie Day completists. We saw both of these movies, didn't we? Actually, we love Charlie Day, and he should have won an Oscar for making his performance as someone who doesn't want to have sex with Jennifer Aniston seem remotely realistic. Right. Horrible Bosses 2 continues the adventure of Nick, Kurt, and Dale, better known as Jason Bateman, Jason Sudeikis, and Charlie Day, better known as Three Great Reasons to See a Movie. This time, instead of working for jerks, the gang goes into business for themselves, having already practiced some of their more popular business negotiation tactics by trying to murder Kevin Spacey, <laughs> Colin Farrell, and Jennifer Aniston. They invent the shower buddy. Or is it shower daddy? I wanted the shower daddy. Shower daddy is worse on pretty much every level, so... Yeah. Why would your buddy be in the shower with you? Why would your dad? <laughs> Awesome. Oh, my God. The product gets some interest by a billionaire investor, played by Christoph Waltz, who's another great reason to see a movie. He's joined in this venture by his hotshot son, by, played by Chris Pine, who's another person who is in this movie. But not knowing just how capable his employees are of killing their bosses, Chris Pine stops stealing roles from James Marsden and starts <laughs> stealing money from our lovable gang through his father's knockoff product, The Shower Pal. So they start their own company and let their best idea get stolen? Ah, uh, I get it now. They are the horrible bosses. Now, from the looks of the trailer, this movie promises to be every bit as funny as the first, and perhaps even more so because it also stars, albeit in a small role, Keegan-Michael Key of the famed Key and Peele. And adding Keegan-Michael Key to anything will make it funnier. Mm -hmm. And Keegan-Michael, add him to a funeral and it'd be funnier. Oh. Unless, of course, he's the one that's dead. Then that wouldn't be funnier or funny at all. I make a good point. You mm -hmm. do. Excellent. The movie both such. I actually, when you said that, I was like, you know, it's, it still might be funny. <laughs> not the, as funny. Probably. Not as yeah. funny, but he's still going to be funny. It'll be posed in a comical way. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, the movie both such confidence in itself that it actually refuses to give you title. You know, when a movie ever so cleverly slips in the title of the movie during some of its dialogue. Just like you on this island, Doctor. Now. Now hear this, Goldfinger. Code name: Thunderball. You only live twice, Mister Bond. 
I miss him. You know, the man with the golden gun didn't. Moonraker? There's a lot of these. Why don't you just keep going? And sometimes it's so subtle, you might not even catch it. What we need is a super cop. <laughs> But here, they downright refused to give you titles. Well, we were all working at pretty terrible jobs for some awful bosses. See, they don't even say horrible bosses. They say awful bosses. They don't even say awful bosses, too. And everyone's most beloved sexual predator is back in the big screen. Oh, good. No, not Bill Cosby. Mm. Jennifer Aniston returns as the supersexual dentist from whom the command of rinse and spit would be my pleasure. Spoiler alert, every line that Jason Bateman speaks will be the funniest way that line could possibly be said. There you go. That's horrible bosses. Uh, horrible bosses. Thank you. Thank you very much. Wow. You're that mad. You're amazing. mad, Sonny. Dave, did you see the first one? No, I did not. Get out. Yeah, Who I are not. you? I, did not. I may have seen it. I, I have it's what I, not movie jail, honey. This no, movie. but it's good. <laughs> if, you didn't, if you didn't see Here's it, Here's the thing. You, you Jennifer Aniston is so sexy in this movie. I it's, see. I've seen bits of it. Oh, it, she's it's, sexy. It's what I call a green room movie. What? Are you familiar with green room movies? No. Where you're doing a show, uh-huh. and they're playing a movie on the TV, and they're like, oh, we gotta, we got to go out and do a show. And then you come back, Wait. and maybe you stop in the green room and watch the rest of it or not, but you watch segments what, of it. What kind of player are you in that you can just watch movies when you're not on stage? Well, this would be like theme park shows. Oh, okay. Yeah. I you thought got, you were doing you got, a movie. No, like, you got you're doing shows. Christmas Carol, and all of a sudden you're just no, no. like, oh, I'm watching. Okay. You, you, you're doing seven. You've been there. You're doing seven shows a day. I, I, and in as between, far as I'm concerned, even if you're doing Christmas Carol, when you're not on stage, you're Scrooge, you can go back and watch, <laughs> watch a, a damn really movie. I mean, what's up? It's I a green room. Yeah. You know what? You have I, something to eat, you watch what's on TV. I yeah. never, I guess my parts are so big, I don't have that much time in the green room. See, I have all the time in the world because I usually go out and go, hi, I'm the elf, and that's it. Yeah. I've done that here, I think. I'm I think sure. so. You did. Yeah, what? in the green room, I was watching a movie before I came back. Yeah, yeah. We, we provide them. Well, we're the movie guys. We have to have a movie on <laughs> exactly. in the green room. Uh, please continue. Why didn't you see this movie? That's. I think that's why. I know I've seen parts of it because I remember very clearly oh. Aniston doing the uh, the sexual comments. Yeah, and, and then stuff. she did Where the Millers. That and was, was hot. sexy again. She's yeah. got this uh, late years. Uh, sexy time that she wants to show up. Oh my God! You it's just like said night- sexy time. You yeah, sounded like, like Borat. Or right. Like. Yeah, like Cameron Diaz wanted to do the same thing in Night and Day. Got all bikinied up in that, you know, and a uh, hot teacher. You know what? And, well, when you get well, to a certain age, you want to do it before you lose some of that shit. But exactly she'll, what I'm I don't saying. think I don't think she'll ever lose that. Oh, but you you lose some of it just your you know gravity exists. But she's that girl next door sexy. Who Jennifer Aniston? Jennifer Aniston? Yeah, yeah. I, I, Girls next door still have to deal with gravity. David is the woman next door yeah. sexy. Yeah. Oh, How about okay. the woman next door where you live? No, because no. I got that. St- yeah, chimney smoker. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, David, since you've come on in the past as an elf and said a line yes. or two and left. Yes. Now we they have you for a, a substantial amount of time. What's this your... is the longest I've I've actually had my time. <laughs> yes. We let what, you read and what everything. What is your uh, favorite movie of all time? Honestly? If you say horrible no, bosses, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> I will punch if you this, in the face. If Because this gets asked a lot on those dating profiles. You know, oh, really? You always oh. have to put your favorite movie. I, I'm not surprised because you can tell a lot about a person. It's an older one. But it is a classic, Please, guaranteed. I, 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 don't, it, I don't want you to say that and then have it be a movie I saw in the theater. Yeah, if but you say ahead. classic and then you say pretty um, in pink, I'm going to punch I, you. I don't know if you... Because it came out like in the... Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Oh, yeah. Uh, classic. Great movie. Best yeah. movie ever made. Really? No. Well, you've seen Ghostbusters. 
Yeah, okay, take it Different back a movie. bit. All right. The plot is it's just a really good movie. Okay. It's it's got everything you need. Both those guys I have Together championed for, the first for years yeah. as making it look easy. Yes. Right? Real people doing it while there was no, you know, no chase scenes like cars crashing and stuff, but there was an entire movie of a chase scene. Yeah. And some classic lines. Who are those guys? Who are those guys? <laughs> yeah. Morons. I got morons on my team. You know, I mean it's, it's just... enough dynamite there, Butch? <laughs> <laughs> I Absolutely, haven't, I haven't yeah. seen the movie. Classic flick. Uh, it's William Goldman. Oh, you haven't seen that? No, it's got to go on your list. On my list. Oh All right, my I'm gonna add kidding it. me? One of my favorites. William Goldman. Yes. The, who wrote the script? Bar none, writes one of the greatest uh, novels. Is uh, an excellent novelist. He's got subplots. It's a plots, novel. Just, it's a great thing. Uh, I don't think Butch started oh. out as a novel. I don't think anybody wrote yeah. The Princess Bride. So. But yeah, and he wrote oh, other things. okay. And, and Marathon Man and mm. the sequel to Marathon Man and, and a number of yeah. really good novels. I'm going to put this right <clears throat> under Postcards from the Edge. You should put it on top. It should mm-hmm. be the next. I want to pop that up a, up a notch. Uh, yeah. Can you think of above that's... Kramer versus Kramer? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And and music by uh, Raindrops keep falling oh, yeah. in my head. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, uh, now, wouldn't you think though that that is a sort of out of left field yes, kind does, of it scene? Does, it just kind of gets a lot of grief for that over yeah, the years. It does movie. get stuck in there, but it's still it's 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 a nice little break. And, uh, and I just, I just I love wrote, that movie. I can watch that movie time and time again. You can. Yeah. You can. Now, I wrote Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. That's probably a that's a porno. Here's the thing: where you. Yeah. Suck at typing. Yeah. <laughs> and no one would know. But, but it, you share it with us. Well, <laughs> you do this all the time. I burnt my ass on the radiator in the ladies' room where no one was, and no one has to know. And I you would, come out and tell us. I would. And you, you would ask. I follow our Instagram. So Listen, speaking of, old, right? <laughs> speaking of old movies, let's. Uh, wait, wait. I don't yeah. know your. I don't know either of your favorites. Oh, Raiders. Well, you know hers. Ghostbusters. Okay, Hello, and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. Yeah. Now I, totally I have knew a that. question yeah. for you. Yeah. All right, now, 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 you put this out there because now I'm curious. If you were looking at my profile and ignoring the fact that you know me and the fact that I look like how I look, but you saw that it was Ghostbusters, would that be good or bad? In my book, that'd be good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. But there are probably people like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Who doesn't like Ghostbusters? <laughs> Would they think that I wasn't like, that I was one, yeah. old yeah. or something? But, Is come that on. Why? If a chick didn't like Ghostbusters, like if they said, if they, didn't, not, if they didn't include, they may not have included it in their favor, but right. if they specifically took time to write, God, I hate Ghostbusters. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And you like, you gotta, you gotta get rid of it. You give her the old Tinder yeah. flip or whatever okay, that is, good. right? But just Ghostbusters, not any of the. You know, like Ghostbusters 2 or three. No, no, no. Yeah. I would, three's, three's forthcoming. Three, three hasn't That's happened true. yet. Yeah. I've read the script, though. I was on But a lot of part. people hate it already. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, listen, it's the last show of the month, so it's once again Cartoon. time to bust open the Movie Guys time capsule Ooh. with a look back at what was making news 27 years ago. Here we go. I'd like to phone a friend, please. Now, 27 years yes. ago, that's November 1987. <gasps> oh gracing the cover of if Premiere we were Magazine. Born, it would be so exciting. Pulled here from the Premiere Archives in the Admirals Club, none other than William Hurt on the cover. William Hurt? From Broadcast News. Nice. If you're right to applaud him, because in, oh. in the mid 80s, if you're looking for something to rent, anything by William Hurt, he had a streak yep. that was just insane. Here he is in, in uh, uh, Broadcast News. He got an Oscar nomination for this. My th- number three movie of all time. A remarkably pressing, it was so hilarious before its time, oh, okay. and well acted and made film. Yeah, yeah. Um, eighty three, Big Chill. Eighty five, Kiss of the Spider Woman. He wins an Oscar. Eighty six, Children of a Lesser God. Eighty seven, <laughs> Broadcast News. Eighty eight, uh, The Accidental Tourist, which is a it's little dated. It's got corgis in it. Yeah, it got corgis. Gina Davis wins an Oscar for that. Uh, <laughs> then he stars in like I Love You to Death and The Doctor. He had like a nice chunk of. Uh, of great performances and high-end movies solid for actor. a while there. Yeah, totally solid. solid. Where is he yeah. today? 
Well, he was just in. Uh, he was just in. Well, he's in. I want to say the Incredible Hulk because that's where my mind goes. But that was still five years ago. Oh. Um, God, he just played someone's dad in a movie. But he's doing that now. He's doing dads. Yeah. He's playing an army guy he or something. Have to do anything. He doesn't have to do anything. Yeah, yeah but he still does. Why? Because he's good. He's good. And they profiled him here. A real, a real actor. Uh, cameos. <laughs> the cameo section of Premiere Magazine is uh, is. Looking for the good performances out of newcomers like James Spader. Think Ooh, anything will come of him? Newcomer? I, nah. I don't know. Yeah. You don't I know? don't know. He's a pretty boy. I wonder if he can act. Who knew he'd be Ultron? Mm. Here's an ad for uh, the Shelley Long vehicle. Hello again. Hello again. Let yeah. me see her. Gone today, here tomorrow. Oh, my God. She dies or something and comes back. She's busting through oh, a newspaper yeah. here on the front. You tell me what the hell that means. That's a- Now, here's a shot-by-shot breakdown of Fatal Attraction. Oh, now you've seen this movie, right? Yeah. yeah. So, and I and I hope everyone else has. We're going to talk about the ending. No, no. Why? <laughs> Come on. You've, well, here's the thing. If they've had you've had twenty seven years. Spoiler, spoiler alert, alert! If they're doing a shot by shot, they're going to give away the ending. Maybe not. I don't oh. know. I haven't read the the magazine. Yeah, they do. No, that's do. what this is. That's this is a crazy. shot by shot of the finale of the movie. But that's ah. the most important part. Well, they're warning you too that there oh. are spoilers ahead. You know. So did they call it a spoiler then? But that's you, a way back. Do you want? Uh, do you want? Her to die at the end? Oh, yeah. Or do you want her to kill him at the end? Like, who's a bigger asshole in this movie? Wouldn't it be interesting if they killed each other accidentally? The, the bunny does it. The bunny comes I would back. like the bunny to come back. <laughs> Wouldn't that be interesting? I, I, I don't know. No, you have no thoughts on this, David? No. no. You know, it's been no, so long no since Republican I've seen the movie. Ethics and, hey, just back <laughs> off on that. I, yeah. It's Sorry. been so long since I've seen that movie. I, I honestly do not recall how I felt at that point in time. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's pretty intense he's at being the a, end. Douglas is being a shady prick about his, uh, you know, affair and everything. Yeah. And then, but she goes to cuckoo clock land and starts doing some wackadoodle stuff. Would it work if both of them died? I think that's just how it was worded in the script. <laughs> Here's a behind the scenes the making of Rebecca. Remember Rebecca? That was Alfred Hitchcock's movie that won Best Picture. Of course, no. he didn't win an Oscar then or ever. That's hmm. a crime. But I love that a movie magazine would take the time to tell you how Rebecca was made. David O. Selznick and Alfred Hitchcock coming together to make a movie. And they go on for like six, seven pages. We you know why? Entertainment because Weekly just doesn't have time for this kind of stuff. There weren't selfies did. back then, and people weren't talking about Justin Bieber. They had to have something to fill that magazine. Yeah, they, they were probably looking for filler. What kind of camcorder to get? Ooh. Uh, the, I'll jump to it, the end. Tell us. Super VHS. Oh. So you want to get super, super yeah. VHS. Oh, that's great. And then there's a big article about uh, the songs for uh, the all the soundtracks from the summer that you can now buy to keep you uh, entertained during the winter. Nice. Oh, what okay. soundtracks? Uh, tell me the big song from Beverly Hills Cop 2. Neutron Dance. Nope. That's the first uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Ah. Also the first Beverly Dang. Hills Cop. Dang. Um, Shake, I'm so excited. Shakedown, Bob Seger. Oh, oh yeah. Shakedown, uh, Big down. song from, uh, who who did the, the title track to The Living Daylights? James Bond. Oh, oh. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, wait. That's not Man Come on, Karen. Uh, Oingo Boingo. Aha. Ooh, good for that. Boingo Boingo, was it? No. Aha. Uh-huh. No, it's <laughs> You're an ass. Aha. Aha. Sing it. What's the aha song? The Living Daylights. I mean, it's one of the uh, not I, more okay. memorable <laughs> Bond Anthems right. out there. I mean, Shirley Bassey is the way to go if you want the big yeah. Bond wah, wah, anthem. What's the picture on the back if you fold it together? Is that this magazine? It's not May. No. We're closing <laughs> the damn time capsule. Oh. All right, there you go. Oh, right we have like foot. I want one minute round, okay. one minute per person oh. rounds of. What did you see this week? 
All right, what did you see this week, Karen? All right, so I finally saw The Devil Wears Prada. I was told that I would love that movie, and someone gave me the book to read, but I could never get through the book because I was so frustrated by how mean uh, Meryl Streep's character was to the character I liked that I couldn't read it because the more I read it, the more mean she was. So I finally, we went to Amoeba, which is a super great indie kind of store here that sells videos and DVDs and stuff. And we got the DVD of it. I watched it, loved it, and I'm going to go get bangs because... I cannot deal with how cute What's-Her-Face's hair was, Anne, Anne Hathaway. Hathaway yeah. I looked at that movie. I said, all right, first of all, she's playing an underdog character, which would be great for me. And she's so fierce in those bangs. So that's it. I'm going to get bangs because I saw that movie. She also had bangs and like huge, like probably $200 outfits. But oh, you know. She looks so great. And, oh, we'll Meryl Streep also is amazing. Okay. Yeah, As you she's know. making it look easy. Gorgeous, too. Amazing. Yeah. Yes. That's my report. That's all. That's all. That's uh, all. Oh, no, that the, wasn't a question. I saw The Fault in Our Stars, which oh. I didn't see over the summer. Did you go with your girlfriend? I did. Uh, Mike, Mike Nichols, Nichols and I went. <laughs> the, uh, not the one who passed away, but the oh. great friend of the show, Mike J. Nichols. Yes. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, the great Mike Nichols has left us, which is a shame. Um, but Fault in Our Stars, good screenplay. Cheesy movie here and there. I didn't like a lot of the music choices. You know, it kind of like was kept reminding you that it was this or that emotion. I'm like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> you know, you can just relax into the performances because Shailene Woodley is really good in that movie. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's she's all kinds of emotion and, and buys it. And you, she's, you get that she has and has been living with this cancer and she falls for a guy and then the, the spoiler alert friggin' a starts out like that jeez uh, who knew so overall a mixed bag but um you know better i enjoyed it more than i thought i would mainly because of her performance and there was a q and a afterwards with the cast and director and other oh. stuff the most interesting guy was john green the author he was hilarious <laughs> holding court up there very funny and uh, so I'm a big fan of his now and hope he, something One happens with him. One last question. Did you put a seat in between you or did you, <laughs> how do you handle the two guys going to a romantic movie together? Uh, there was no seat between well. us. Well. Did you share popcorn? There's no popcorn. Not oh, okay. Stars. All right. Not all right. the best screenings don't have popcorn or kids. <laughs> True. I'm just right. checking because, you know, that says you're very strong in your manhood, both of you. I, I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty secure. Mm. David? I, I tend towards documentaries when I have time. And I watched Strongman. I don't know if you're familiar with Strongman. It's a documentary about a guy who does a Strongman show. Oh, very cool. Yeah, his name is Pleskin. I can't recall the first name, but it's... it's. I just, like him as just one name. Well, I do, too. he goes by Stanless. Maybe it's Stan Pleskin. That's it. He goes by Stanless Steel. Stan, oh, Stanless no. Steel. Does he ha- do that thing where the they're not really... They're just full of air, they're balloons, and he's not really strong? He, his big thing is bending a penny in his fingers. Oh, now, I don't think you would take that. <laughs> the trouble with all of his things are you, you build it up. He's going to lift a car. He's going to uh-huh. stop a truck. He's going to do it. It takes it's over in a second. So it's all this big build up. And then it's OK, I'm done. And then he's signing autographs. And it's just this tragic story of him and his girlfriend. I believe it was a girlfriend. I'm, I'm trying to remember now. Uh, you thought they were going to be married, and then they went their separate ways. Their families are just, it's a train wreck. The entire story is this train wreck of this guy trying to make a big career out of, look, I can bend this penny. And he's he's got 
he gets ponytails and he makes his girlfriend get ponytails so they can look alike. And mm. she introduces him and she introduces him. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Stanley <laughs> Steele. And it's, you know, it's Does he perform painful. at like uh, fairs and gala days around the country? He performs at um, like grocery store openings. Is he on like the Hedvig circuit? Maybe. Yes. <laughs> wow. It's, it's really a, it's a, a gut-wrenching just... Horrible. Do you watch that to it's make like yourself the, feel better, David? I didn't intend to, but uh-huh. I did. Does he really it's bend like the penny? The wrestler. Does he bend the penny? Yeah, he bends the. That's penny. amazing. So and it picks up a truck. So it's true that he's really strong. Is that strong? Picking up a truck. Okay, that's there's a lot of leg strength there. I'll give I don't you that. think but you can a bend a penny. In your, in your yeah, I've never done it. How Have you, you ever tried? That? No. Okay. So uh, I mean, no. It's obviously it's it's a great feat, but it really is one of these. Dude, I have trouble opening a jar of pickles. Well, okay. Well, maybe you should learn to do that. But and I think make an act. But I think <laughs> once you see that, though, someone bend a penny, you're going to a penny, and you're like, okay, let's see. Just like ripping up Ex- a exactly. phone book, <laughs> except now because they're really thin because nobody uses a phone book. But you know what I'm saying? You kind of become more impressed after the fact once you've tried it. And he watched another guy do it on like the Tonight Show or something. He was very critical of how his hands were being held. Mm. It was just an odd movie just to watch this guy. It's who fun that he has an opinion. Just, and it, like his his brother or his girlfriend's brother doing heroin on screen and stuff. I mean, it was just this really sad, tragic story yeah. and you, you just didn't really, you, you walked away feeling kind of like like after Crumb. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what a brilliant Crumb. artist. But, uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, on that gonna, note, we're going to take a quick break. Before we do, we want to hear from our sponsor. Yes. Yes, we have a sponsor. We played their uh, clip here on the show a couple times. The Hillbilly Horror Show. It's a podcast out there or show. I like that they call themselves a show. I should yeah. call them a podcast. Out there. It's a podcast out there. Out there in the ether. <laughs> out there in the interwebs. Combines short horror films with comedic hillbilly hosts. And hot about girls, them. too. As movie guys, we can get behind anyone bringing movies and comedy together. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to hear from them and we'll be back with Mick Foley. So thanks to David Beach. David Mick Foley's going to be here. I know. I know. Jazz. You warm that chair up for him, honey. And after this word, <laughs> we'll be back with Adam and uh, John Roca and the great Mick Foley. So hang tight. Yeehaw! Hillbilly Horror Show, the series Wicked Channel, gives 9 out of 10 stars, is now on DVD. BestHorrorMovies.com says it's a lot of fun and I'm itching for more. It sure is. If you love horror films and want to see the lovely Lulu played by Rachel Faulkner featured in Maxim strutting around in her Daisy Dukes, pretty as a hog wallering in the mud, then Hillbilly Horror Show is for you. Grab your copy at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, or visit us on the web at HillbillyHorrorShow.com. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose And we are back. <laughs> and then we're in a groovy kind of movie. Yeah. Right? Uh, part two of our showcast, kicking off the holiday season here on Thanksgiving weekend, and there's no better way to kick it off than with the self-described passionate champion of Christmas, Mr. <laughs> Mick... <laughs> Woo! Yeah. What the... Hang on. I forgot. He can't be introduced without entrance music. Not the same. (laughs) Yeah. Mick Foley, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. And we're thrilled to have Mick here uh, as his film, I Am Santa Claus, a documentary about real beard, 365 days a year, Santa Clauses. It's just come out on DVD, Blu-ray, and iTunes after a successful debut at the Hollywood Film Festival a little while back. 
Plus, there are screenings out there, a few uh, feature Q&A with Mick, and it's all available at IamSantaClausMovie.com. So go ahead and go check that out. So, Mick, yes, tell us about this. And as we speak, I believe it is now available on Netflix. Oh, oh all right. right. As of... Today. Today. We have a studio audience. Yeah, man. It's, it's great to be here, and I'm thrilled to, to hear that uh, all of you watched and uh, yeah. enjoyed yeah. the movie. Oh, yeah, so good. And so uh, I, I'm going to just put it out there on the table. I, I think it exceeds expectations. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I th- well, I think people, I'm told, people go in like, oh, God, this sounds like fun. And yeah. it's, it's Mick, and he loves Christmas. This should be kind of fun and jolly and I think it succeeds like I do I think it, it like it's got uh, multi dimensions to it and I think it sticks with you a little bit like a good documentary oh, yeah. should you know it, it's it's something I think that someone can enjoy whether or not they they love Santa I think he's overplayed you know it's because it's yeah, it's hard it's about guys and what drives them to be what they are and, and more importantly what they want to be, you know, what they right. dream of being. So that's my take on it. I want to hear you guys talk. Well, you picked four diverse guys, which <laughs> yeah. is great to focus on. And five, yeah. including yourself, yes. right, who yeah. wants to be yeah. a Santa right. Claus. Uh, and they're go. Santa all year round. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they can't help it. They have real beards and well, real hair. T- Tommy Avalone wanted to go with the, the real bearded Santas uh, because they kind of carry that burden around with them. You know, yeah. and right. guys, at the end of the day, it's it's all about putting a smile on the kids' faces. Yeah. And they're, you know, they're, some of the, the greatest Santas of all time have done it, you know, either in the chair uh, in malls or theatrically, you know, with 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 uh, beards that were not real. But Tommy really wanted to follow these guys because they are Santa, yeah. you know, three sixty five. And you can see, like, one one of the things I enjoy is that we decided not to go with a narrator who yeah. could have easily said, "And look, they're wearing Santa clothes all year, you know, yeah. all year, yeah. like what's known as Santa casual." I think the viewer, <laughs> I think the viewer comes to that conclusion by like the tenth minutes. Like these guys are pr- pretty much into it, you know, yeah. all year long. Yeah. And I think that's one of the Tommy Avalone wondered, "What does that guy do the day after Christmas? What does he do for the rest of the year?" And the answer, I think, is you know, it's. It's, it's intriguing, you know, and yeah. it's uh, and, and at times a little bit sad, but uh, ultimately I, I think it's pretty joyful too. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to say that I took away from it is that we have a couple of friends that actually play Santa Claus for Disney. They're not real beard Santas, right. but they play Santa. And I got to tell you, especially the man who lives in the basement, he has a lot in common with some people we know. That'd be oh, Santa, really? that, Santa Russell. It's, Santa Russell. Yeah, yeah, Santa right. Russell. A lot of that idea that they live on Social Security until yeah. Christmas, and we have people who we know yeah. who live for November 24 stretching it out stretching out on it, disability unemployment yeah. whatever it is and you nailed that oh yeah well that was a guy you know Tommy found some great characters because he'd gone to Morgan Spurlock he you know his dream was to do something with Morgan Spurlock and he thought he had what he thought was a great idea follow you know what does Santa do the rest of the year mm-hmm. and he didn't even make it to Morgan he made it to Morgan's assistant he said it's a great idea but you know ideas we need more than they did. Right. We need characters, true, we need stories. And Tommy said about finding some guys, uh, you know. And we've we've been knocked by people who haven't seen the movie in that yeah. world. By people who said it's not representative of the of the Santa's. Like, oh. no, I mean, you're not going to make a movie called Regular Guys, right? You know? like, <laughs> right. No, these are you know. Tommy yeah. found extraordinary guys. You know, I think they represent their diverse group. Yeah. You know, Santa Russell does. 
you know, Santa Russell is the man living in his uh, daughter's basement, and right. he needs it not only, uh, all of us need it emotionally. So yeah. I'm not right. picking on Russell. I said, you know, we they need it. I mean, we all need something emotionally. Yeah. And, and, and as a wrestler, I identified right away with kind of, dressing up to be someone better and cooler than you actually are. In this case, kinder and wiser and gentler, you know, than we really yeah, are. Finding but, a but, part of yourself you yeah. didn't know was there in a yeah. way. Like, and it, uh, yeah, exactly. And Russell, the Long Island Santa. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love how he said he used to be angry yes. until he yeah. started becoming Santa, yeah. and then he couldn't find that part of himself again. I think part amazing. of it is because he colored his hair and people reacted to him differently, and when people react to you differently, it lets that mirror on your own image Ooh, change, yeah. and you start to go, maybe I am a better person, and a I think, kinder And he person. sees himself that, that yeah. way. I mean, yeah, Santa since then, and, and the, we'll get into the, the Christmas Eve scene oh. uh, a little bit, yeah. but that yeah. was the first time I'd ever met him. And to me, he is, people say, you know, Santa, real. he's the real yeah. Santa to me, you know? Like, <laughs> I mean, that's commitment to one's craft yeah. when you go to the lengths to legally change your name. Right. <laughs> Santa Claus. And to stand in that line at the DMV. Come on, Mick. <laughs> right. Wait, let me play, let me play a, a little clip from the trailer. Yeah. These okay. guys will introduce themselves. When I finally found out that there was any such thing as men who liked men, I knew that was what I had been all along. Oh, well, I don't just do real estate. I also take pictures of the Easter Bunny. I make mean barbecue, ribs, pulled pork. I'm on staff of what is popularly called a sex club. And you'll notice it says right here, no nudity at the buffet. <laughs> I think the line of the movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it is the line of the movie. Now, you used to have that movie dedicated to him. Did he pass? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh. And I'll tell you what. Uh, oh, for, for quick quick uh, context, that is the head of, at the time, the yeah. Real Beard Santa's Yeah, that club. was the Controversial. Federation of Real Bearded Santas. Yeah. Uh, and now known as the International Brotherhood of Real Bearded Santas, due to a legality. Uh, but yeah, Rob Figley uh, is uh, the the Santa we, who was on the staff at the uh, sex club in in Oregon. And uh, Tommy dedicated the movie to him, which caused Russell was furious, you know, <laughs> furious. Tommy was showing me his his uh, you know his Facebook message, said, no, don't do that, change it now, you know. You can't. And Tommy was like, "He's he's only in it for a few minutes, Russell. Right. You're in the whole the whole thing. Yeah. I don't." And Russell was he was really concerned because the Santa world, you know, a big Facebook community, and they were, I guess, you know, they were concerned with yeah. the image. And I I yeah. think when it's all said and done, it's a very positive. In the end, I'll, I'll ask you guys what you think because right. I, oh yeah, I, 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 we were at the um, New York premiere after a week or so after the LA premiere. And I was on the elevator, and a woman uh, noticed my, you know, custom-made uh, Santa Claus embroidered vest. You don't usually associate my name in pro wrestling with custom-made, you know. <laughs> but a beautiful vest, and so I really liked the vest. And I mentioned that we had a, a documentary making its New York premiere, and I said, you know, maybe you can go. I gave them the address. So they arrived, not knowing who I was, not knowing what to expect from the movie. And when we did the q and I said, look, I don't want to put anyone on the spot, but may I, I told the story about this couple. I said, may I ask what, what you took away from this? And the man just very earnestly said, he said, I had no idea people loved it this much. You know, and yeah. I think that, that that's yeah. what the guys who are in that community and, and live it forget is that the perception from the outside is that something that almost people resort to. Yeah. And I always thought it was something uh, people aspired to. Right. It's not something you do, uh, you know, as a, a last resort. It's something you, 
you want to do, and in this case, you know, you you love to do and, and even live to do. Well, I think that's what's interesting. Actually, let me just interrupt oh, yeah, for a second sure. and, make, and make sure, because you weren't in the first half of the show. John Roca. John Roca! Oh, John, yeah. Yeah. Just jumping into the second half of the show. How's it going, Friend guys? and uh, guest co-host. Oh, it's my honor, please, to be here. Uh, no, I think that's what you chronicle in the movie, is watching your journey. You know, and it's nice to watch those other things. They, they all are compelling in their own way. But your journey as well, you can kind of live through that because you have almost a childlike joy in your approach to becoming Santa. And that radiates to the viewer. Yeah. I mean, that translates oh, to the viewer, you know. Sure. And, and when you become him, it's actually, you know, because I've seen you, you know, I've been a fan of pro wrestling for a long, so I've seen you in all your iterations. And so to see you become this and embrace it so fully <laughs> yeah. and it's so natural, I mean, that's the key. It's so, just like all the other characters you've ever done. They come from you, and there's a, a truth to them. And, and when you're doing Santa, well, you can see that. The, the best guys feel. It's, it, it reminds me of wrestling in the sense that it's, they're both at their best when you suspend disbelief. Right. And as ridiculous as it sounds, you know, guys talk about not playing Santa, but being Santa, you know, right. be, becoming Santa. And, and I remember, you know, my first dose of that was when I went to uh, Santa Dana's house outside Chicago. Oh, right. Oh, right. And is that the mentor? Uh, yes, he yeah. was my mentor. Oh, Santa Claus Lane. <laughs> yeah, he lived, mm-hmm. on Santa, he lived on Santa Claus Lane. <laughs> I'm driving out. You know, it was like it was like getting in towards October, you know, getting towards November, but it was still in like the third week of October, <laughs> and I'm driving down the street and go, okay, where is, where is it? Here's this red house, Giant like, red fully house. decorated for, <laughs> for Christmas. Like, I think this is the that one. That might be it. And Tommy had told me, he said, you know, just try to do your best. He goes, He's one of these guys. He wants you to think he's the real Santa. Like I asked if Santa was there. He said, "Hold on a second, I'll get him." And he came on the <laughs> phone. And he, was, he was obviously the same guy. Right. So when I, I showed up, I'm like, "Wait, hang on. Let me understand." You Mick calls the number. It rings. Someone answers. He goes, "Hello," and you say, "May I speak to the real Santa?" It's him. Ta- but he goes called. and he gets him? Tommy called yeah. and he said, he went, hold on, let me see. All He's right. with the elves. <laughs> and he came back on and said, oh, it's oh, I uh, Santa. I, I love that. And That's so, awesome. As I walked up there, I mean, this is like a definite pivotal moment for me because up until that point, I was almost like, this is kind of a hassle, you know? I keep having to drive back and forth to Philadelphia to be fitted for right. a suit. Just give me something from Party City. And I was really, I was really just going to throw on, like, you know, the. I want to say throw on the designer beard. A lot of the guys, you know, they, they go to great pains to yeah. lengths for it to look as realistic as possible. I'm like, it's only going to be a few hours, you know? Let me just throw something on. Right. And, uh, you know, but I was going back and forth to Philadelphia. It wasn't until I went into... That man's house, and he greeted me, and he's, "Oh, Michael Francis Foley, I haven't seen you since you're a little boy." Okay. And I'm like, "Okay, yeah. yes, Santa, like I'll play along, I'll play my part." And I swear to you, ten minutes into my visit, you know, he has his daughter bring me the giant, oversized red cup of cocoa, <laughs> and like I, I was there for ten minutes, and I found myself actually thinking, like. Can he deliver presents to 350 <laughs> houses? And he was that good. And then he just he just said he just stopped because you know Mick, I'm not the real Santa, but I believe God has given me the ability to right. channel right. Santa. So when I put on, and I think you know in another way he said it that wasn't a part of the movie. He said you know he feels like the original spirit of Saint Nicholas is there for people you know who really believe and are ambassadors, and that it they become Santa. And I was like. Nothing has ever made more sense to me in my life, you know. And now I went across the street. uh, Well, there's a scene at Santa's Village, uh, and it's kind of a magical scene where I'm with my kids the day before my big metamorphosis. And up until that night, I wasn't sure 
what I was going to do. And when I made the decision, like to to go for it, I mean, to really go for it, to do away with the, the you know the, the the designer beard and to really it's bleach that here. thing, mm-hmm. it it felt real to me. And this is where again, I'm not knocking the guys because in the end, it's all about putting a smile on people's faces. Right. And to draw the parallel with wrestling, there are some guys who are absolutely brilliant in the ring, but they're almost like illusionists creating magic. And there are other guys, and this is said with the utmost respect for Stone Cold Steve Austin. Right. <laughs> You're in there with Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's no illusion. No. <laughs> and you were taking a beating, and I've had people say, like, you know, when Steve was at his peak, you know, and he was making that comeback, yeah. you know, he's kicking your butt. And someone said, like, why didn't you say anything afterwards? Like, because he's Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> You're just so glad to have the packed house and people going crazy for yeah. everything you need. But that was my way. Like, when I was, or especially as I advanced and I would make my comebacks, I needed, like, those few shots to jolt me into being Cactus Jack right. or being, you know, the hardcore legend. And when I was in that little motel room across the street from uh, Santa's Village, like, when that, you know, when that bleach really started burning, you know, and I, it was like, all right, I'm feeling it, you know, as ridiculous as it sounds, that next morning when I woke up, I looked in the mirror and I'm like, yeah, I earned the right to be this guy. Uh, and then when I got in that, you know, Santa's home and that first child walked through the door and sat on my lap, oh, yeah. you know, and he just gazed at me with that a wide-eyed look of wonder. I mean, I was like... I'm going to need to do this for a long time. <laughs> I, I'm curious, did you, uh, do you have the cologne still? The Santa cologne? Yeah, the chocolate chip cookie cologne? Smell, yeah, no, it wasn't. I mean, you smell good, but I don't know. Is that Christmas Santa? Uh, no, no. And, uh, I, I, I did order it a few times. I did. I did, yeah. Like, he did give me his cologne, and I ordered it a few That's times, awesome. but it got difficult to bring it through uh you know, travel with oh, right. So I just like you don't yeah. want it to break all over your clothes. Yeah, yeah. And I did, <laughs> they did weird. have Santa scents. You know, like you know, the, like, you know, what? cinnamon that you put. Just it's so strong you can't put it on your skin. Wow. But it's really strong. One time it leaked in my bag, uh-huh. and uh, you know, yeah, everything. Yeah, just still. to catch the audience up too, there's a Santa in the movie that wears a a cookie flavored cologne. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was going to be peppermint. Well, no, he said he, he smells wanted like, to. Uh, he oh, right, he wanted to. Right. He, he wanted, and he found yeah. the perfect one. He tried like 160 different colognes, and he finally <laughs> found the one. That was Santa to him, yeah. Yeah. and and that was where I started becoming concerned because he lists those rules, you know. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. and a right. lot of those rules made sense. Nobody wants to sit by a stinky, oh, yeah. smelling Santa. Oh yeah, right. you got to be clean, and that's yeah. when I, I started looking through the, the that that handbook that Santa had, you know, that he uh, he you know not one but. Was given to him when he earned his bachelor his uh, bachelor's degree in Santa Clausology. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, but it was like Absolutely all these true. rules, like you can't, you know, you no bo, you uh-huh. know, no, yeah. no alcohol. I no think cigarettes. that's a rule for my dates too. No bo, <laughs> no spices. And I'm gonna go like I had a lot of respect from the dressing room in wrestling, and guys would kind of give me a pass if I'd had a long day and forgot to take my stuff out of my bag at night <laughs> and air it out, you know, and, and, it, and it wasn't always Febreze available. <laughs> but a kid doesn't give you a pass. No. Like, you no. can't be the stinky Santa. <laughs> it's an immediate and, reaction. And even, you know, but yeah. seriously, to go like six weeks, we, we see in the movie, Russell took some heat because he was seen drinking, but he was drinking in March on St. Patrick's right. Day, which oh, was also yeah. his birthday. Yeah. And he clearly he took was heat all parted up. Oh, he did, yeah. Oh, because wow. people, I guess, guys are 
supposed to live that role. So the real now. Santas are really kind of have a police. They police the, their own, right? So is that where he in was a taking sense, heat from? Yeah. Well, he was taking heat. I mean, largely because he was in a. This is just me with my opinion. Yes. I believe that most of the negative reactions to the trailer in the end come back to Santa Jim. Oh uh, right, you know, yes. like you, Santa show, Jim, you should... show uh Russell drinking and, and even Rob Figley. I mean Rob Figley was you know, he was the head of yeah. the Federation mm-hmm. of Real Bearded Santa. Like mean, people knew what his lifestyle was and they voted him as their president anyway. Like that was yeah. no yeah. swinger and grudgingly yeah. accepted. But the idea of a gay Santa in the community that's Santa that's Jim. pretty same, hard. He was my favorite. He's yeah. a lot of people's favorites. Yeah. I mean, on the way home from the first screening. My daughter said to me, she was, Dad, uh, don't get me wrong, I, I think you're a great Santa, but Santa Jim's my favorite. Yeah. Oh, Santa, was, Santa Jim was so magical. Uh, yeah. He is magical. And I and I, I was in Nashville, and uh, I'm doing a little project with my son that uh, Shooter Jennings, the son of the legendary whale oh, Jennings, nice. yeah. that he uh, he produced and did the music and sound effects for Crazy Christmas on a seven-inch record. Like, how cool is that? Cool. Wow. And iTunes, too. So you go to realmickfoley.com, and we'll show you where to you know to go for that. Ding, ding. Cool. But uh, his <laughs> ding, ding, one plug. And I haven't gotten my tweet out. It's yeah, that time. Wait, wait. time to tweet? Uh, no, I don't. That... I don't have time to no, tweet. It's, uh, as we speak, it's uh, Raw is ending on the East Coast. Oh. Oh. Me to get uh, the promotional pushes for my show, <laughs> but uh, the point I'm making about Shooter Jennings' manager is uh, his his girlfriend. It looks like Julia Roberts. You wow. know, it's, they, she just watched. She goes, "I'll be honest. Like I'm a documentary snob, and if I didn't really like it, I would have found a way to politely mention that I'd seen it without going into details." She goes, "But I loved it," and she goes. And tell Santa Jim I'm gonna stalk him because <laughs> he's so sweet, you know. And know. and and I and you know when people watch that, I, I I this is my quote, you know, like I'm kind of going on record. This is my quote, like there's gonna be two types of people when it comes to right. Santa Jim: those who are touched by him, and those who are gonna try really hard to pretend they were not touched by yeah. him. <laughs> right? Because yeah. you have to be fairly soulless yeah. to not to look at Santa Jim and. And not be touched by 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 his his yeah. story. I don't care how you, what you feel, you know what your your you know what how you want to back up you know your your views of sexuality. You have to be yeah. pretty. Yeah, just uh, you, you you have to be, be made fairly closed minded. Yeah, closed-minded. yeah. <laughs> and, he's and, clearly a very loving man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so uh, you know people could have their issues. Uh, with that issue, but uh, uh, you know, I mean, the good documentaries don't give you the answer. Mm-hmm. But I think people will be discussing what makes somebody appropriate yeah. to put on that red suit. And one reviewer brought up the fact that she was surprised, like nobody's pointing out the wrestling guy and saying, right, right. "You've actually physically hurt people. Yeah. Jim's just yeah. done nothing to anyone." Seen the face full of blood, yeah. in the back, barbed barb wire, yeah. the concrete okay. blocks. Yeah. okay, but that guy kissed another dude. Oh, get him yeah. out of here! Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't mind yeah. the setting people on fire, but the kissing other men, I can't do it. I can't do it. But it's, in my adult life, I've kind of uh, gotten upset with the Boy Scouts of America that they turn their back on oh. gay scout masters. Yeah. Right. Uh, um, because, you know, gay doesn't mean pedophile, you know, and so I think that's yeah. the that's the the line that that's they're the sliding link. over yeah. like ignorantly. And I've seen when I when I tried you know, when the when the uh, Kickstarter came out, uh, you know, a year and a half ago, and I, and I first heard about what you know one of the respected elders saying is called an outrage. Uh, there was a, ma- a man of the cloth who, in a very eloquently pointed out in an email to me. 
that th this was different. This wasn't like military service or teaching because they were dealing one-on-one -on -one with children. I'm like, uh, you're making a link uh, between homosexuality and right. pedophilia that's not there, which right. is not mm -hmm. to say that a homosexual can't be a pedophile, but studies have proven time and time again that it's in no greater number than straight men. You know, mm -hmm. So right. if you say, is there a remote chance you know, that the guy, you know, it's somewhere in America or the world that somebody is is aroused by a child. Yeah, there's a chance, but we're talking about a highly supervised, right. photographed, right. often yeah, filmed, that, that's yeah. true. brief <laughs> visit. <laughs> uh, to a fully clothed human, yeah. And the right. biggest the yeah. biggest problem I see is, like, the Santa from another generation who doesn't realize that, like, like just as a general rule, just... Don't mention the naughty list. You know, like, right. I, I won't even, even though I bought the naughty and nice inspector shirt, I won't wear it mm -hmm. because it's just, it has that little vague, you know, yeah. that, that just hint it's, of sexuality. It's just like, just stay away from that. And yeah. the, the interactions with any, any guy, you know, and, and at this point, almost all the guys who are good enough to be in the malls have had training and they know mm -hmm. you put your hands, both hands, that's the biggest lesson took from Santa Dana where they're visible. And again, this is a highly supervised, photographed, often videotaped <laughs> visit. Right, right. Your child's not, nothing's gonna happen when I, your child's um, on Santa's knee. On you know? his knee, I was gonna say, I like that they were real specific about how to put the child on the oh, knee. Oh, right, right, yeah. Never so, let him no straddle. Yeah. Yeah. I remember ha having a birthday party at our house and the uh, mangiest looking Dalmatian came over. <laughs> And he was actually putting children on his lap. Oh. And we were like, no, nah, you're out of here. You're out of here. No, no tip for you. I and bet you he didn't smell like Santa Claus. Not, no, no, no. He smelled like, you know, yeah. He, yeah. He, he smelled he, like he, beer and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> beef and cheese. Beef and cheese. Beef and cheese. Right. Beef and elf elf yes. And that's an example. <laughs> elf, probably my favorite Christmas yeah. movie. Yeah. You know, my favorite oh. Christmas show ever is, is uh, Night of the Meek, which is the... Uh, uh, the Twilight Zone episode with Art Carney as a down-on-his-luck uh, department store Santa who finds the magical bag. It's just wonderful. I mean, it's it's just wonderful. But as far as movies go, like, Elf, to me, just keeps getting better. Yeah. But oh, yeah. even in a great movie like Elf, even what is clearly supposed to be a, a high-end department store, they have Artie Lang as a Santa. I mean, that's a, like, something right there. He smells yeah. like beef and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Buddy sensed it right away. Yeah. You know, yeah. I know. If he if if Artie had gone to Santa Dana's school, he would have right. He would have had the cologne. He would have smelled like Santa. <laughs> Wait, while while we're on that, let's uh, do a little something here, Mick. Called uh, uh, Foley rates the movie Santas. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned uh, Elf. Yes. Give me your thoughts on Ed Asner. Asner, one of the best, if not the best, wow. on screen That's uh, good. reality. As far as the curmudgeonly Santa, there's different takes yeah, on it, yeah, which yeah. is what I love, and we see that yeah. in the movie. All their guys have a different take on Santa. Wait, how about and, this then, uh, okay. Tim Allen? Tim Allen, very good. I'm still bothered by the fact that he doesn't show much concern when a, a man dies in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> Could have shown oh, a little more died. Any man, let alone a beloved iconic figure like Santa Claus. Right. But he finds the part of that first movie is he finds the spirit of Christmas. Yeah. Clearly enjoys it in the second movie. And the yeah. third the third movie, you know, I I, lo I love, you know, I've I've gone so far as to put North Pole, North Pole on on my list of top ten. 
Christmas songs because oh, right. it's just belted out by Jack Frost. No, just be belted out. Martin Short, Martin Short is Jack yeah. Frost. Oh. He's in the zone. It's like awesome. He wasn't playing Jack Frost. He was Jack Frost. <laughs> <laughs> he became Jack Frost. Uh, how about Edmund Gwen, Oscar winner, Miracle on 34th Street? This is where I have some problems with Whoa. Whoa. Oh, oh, oh. Exclusive. Because Exclusive. I think I enjoyed Richard Attenborough. Oh. Oh. A little bit more. I didn't think Edmund was, I didn't, like, I didn't think the suit was high enough quality. Uh, the sagging, like the belt buckle, the belt like kind of hanging loose, and I didn't think he had the like the it. body type for yeah. it. Oh, uh, nice! He was a lot. And that being said, it was it was a great movie. But uh, I yeah. think uh, Richard Attenborough brings a certain magic to the role. Even though I would prefer a fuller beard, but when he has that scene with the little girl, and this is mm. how picky I am, because <laughs> I know like in wrestling, I was a guy who lived for reactions. And even in movies, yeah. I mean, I that's what I've learned. That's the key to a an emotional scene. It's not the action. It's the reaction. Like, right. we all know, we've all been touched by Rocky Balboa as he, he tries. And that's your favorite movie. Your favorite yeah, movie, from what I remember. struggle to, he's actually pawing at the ropes to try to use the ropes to get up during that 14th round. But right. it's not until they cut to Adrian. She's got that red beret and the Bill Conti soundtrack. And it's like <laughs> tears well up. And Absolutely. in Green Mile. It's not Ugh. John Coffey saying, bring him to me, boss. After, you know, Percy, that scumbag, you know, boss. <laughs> it's a guard. Remember, he yeah, puts yeah, the boots yeah, yeah, to, yeah, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Jingles. Mr. Jingles, yeah. Uh, it's when they cut to uh, David Morse, great character actor, mm. as brutal. And the, ca- and the and I believe what he says when they show me, I believe he goes, Jesus Christ. And yeah. that's the moment, you know, where you get that reaction. So the only thing preventing that Attenborough scene from being pure magic to me is the cutaway shot of the little girl's mother while he's doing the sign language. They show the the beautiful child, you know, playing playing the the girl in the department store who has her doubts. But it was like, yes, she thanks him at the end, but go to her. And I'm like actively like wishing it. Because I put that movie, I have it on DVR, and I'll play like 20 minutes at a time just to feel good. Yeah. And without just, you know, I know we're talking about other movies, but I, I truly believe after, you know, this movie is seen by people and they appreciate it for what it is as a whole. I, I am believe, Santa Claus. I am Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. I believe people will start coming back to it. You know, the real Christmas people come back to it at Christmas. I mean, but some people might come back during the year just for those last 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. You know, the jolly old St. Nicholas montage where all the Santas are getting their groove on. And yeah. then the scene at the Foley House, I mean, I, I honestly, I know it's my family, but you can't script that. You know, yeah. you can't script total and complete joy. And I think that's what we feel. How did you How did you produce that end? How did you figure out the timing to get the other Santa Claus upstairs? I never, explain I, to the audience what oh, happened. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, unless we don't want to give too much away. Oh, Let's just say I thought I had a two-minute window before my son realized that I was the Santa downstairs okay and this is the this is exactly what i was thinking i mean in the film you know, this is mickey with his camera you know, it's actually his video cameras you go down the stairs two seconds Wow. two seconds and i had put the like the, the wig you know because my bleached hair was a disaster it was <laughs> yellow and orange you see me bleaching <laughs> yeah. it in the in the movie that i'm uh-huh. wearing the, they're wearing the wig because it just turned yellow and orange and by the time the you know the christmas eve rolls around i had it dyed dark but I kind of put the wig askew so I wouldn't look too convincing. Oh, okay. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted him to figure out, but I figured I had a two-minute window, and he figured out two seconds. Two seconds. It's you, Dad. 
Mm. Dad, it's you. Dad, it's you. And then the words that you don't hear, it's kind of obscured by the dog barking, is yeah. my daughter saying, why is Randall barking? And then Tommy, you know, goes to that, that great music, you know, musical score. Silent Night is yeah. public domain, but right. it's an original composition for them. You're getting a little teary-eyed here. It Talking about good. it. I thought it was very, uh, the fact that you love your children uh, that much is also amazing. Uh, he just runs up those stairs. Awesome. Apparently, it was a narrow, it was <laughs> narrow, you know, it was... The window of time was very narrow, and wow. it, the magic worked. I mean, as it was unfolding, I'm thinking to myself, this is better than anything I, I, I could have imagined. Like, this is the greatest moment I've ever experienced as a parent. You know, and I thought right. we just had it for us. Because honestly, this is this was what it unfolded. Is, uh, the year before, uh, my, my kids, unlike previous years, had not gone to sleep. They were actually waiting up, and it was like 3.30 in the morning. Oh. Long story short, I created a diversion outside with a jingle bell, and when it came back in, the presents were out, and I thought I'd created, that's pretty impressive Christmas magic. My son took it really hard, like he <gasps> wanted to see Santa. Oh. I knew they were gonna wait up, and I, I had, and I explained this to Tommy. As far as the movie was supposed to have gone, I'm done on December 2nd at Santa's Village. Right. And as we're talking, and we bonded as a unit, you know, um, the one cameraman, uh, Derek, said, man, he goes, I don't get to see my daughter until the day after Christmas. He said, I'd rather spend Christmas Eve with your family than spend it alone. <laughs> and the other guy, Jesse, thinking, was Derek. single. He goes, dude, I don't have a family. I'm oh, not guys. It's and, becoming sadder and sadder. And they were just there to film it for us. Wow. And, and even like in the aftermath time, like it was great, but I don't think we can use it because it actually took, this is where I'll admit, it took 20 minutes for my son Huey to wake up. Oh. And 20 minutes, and on the film, it looks like it takes a minute. Right. But he's a little guy's clearly like, he was in a deep REM cycle. Yeah. That's my favorite uh, face. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's, and it's so, it's so much fun and so gratifying to watch it with a crowd. And see the you know the laughs and yeah. the oh because Mickey's so excited he's yeah. so excited and he believes that he's whispering but he's actually shouting Santa's here Santa's here real Santa you know it was oh yeah it was it was nice I love the natural rush to hide behind the couch like that yeah. was they just ran behind the couch like with the and you see the camera moving he's like oh my god this is Santa this is yeah. it's kind of like seeing um, the Bigfoot right all of a sudden you catch him and you're like I have him on film. <laughs> What is uh, your experience with Santa when you were a kid? I, you know, and I think one thing this this movie will do that Santa's the, the people who are concerned in the community don't realize it'll open up people's minds to the idea of the home visit. You know, like I had yeah. no idea how how I was going to pull that off, and uh, it just happened that one of the the Santas, you know, big the guy who teaches the International University University of Santa Claus that gives out the degrees in Santa Clausology. <laughs> yes. um, you know, I was actually going through him without knowing that Tommy knew him. And uh, he had a Santa that didn't look legit to me. And he said, it's gonna be tough to find someone on Christmas Eve. And it was after my kids pelted me with snowballs. Right. Which I love. Yeah. That <laughs> seems like it happens every year. And every I year loved that. And I love that Tommy, you know, and his guys captured it. They, my kids throwing snowballs at me as I go on of the course. antique car and pretend to be, oh, you kids, you got me. And, <laughs> and the snowballs, I came off that ride and, and Tommy said, you know, there's a Santa I'm working with 
And he's great. He goes, he's kind of crazy. Like, he legally changed his name to Santa Claus. <laughs> and then no, it was no more than two minutes later, I checked my emails, which you really shouldn't do when you're on vacation, but I did. And it was Santa Tim saying, I found your Santa. He goes, he, changed, he is Santa Claus. Look at him. And I was like, that's my guy. And so it just seems serendipitous, yeah. you know? Like, it was... It was really not supposed. It was not supposed to be part of the film, and it, and it's wow. become such a, a big part. It's up to everyone, you know, to make their own decision what touched them most. But uh, yeah, for for some of the guys who are afraid that it's going to be a downer, uh, you know, I challenge anyone to come up. And I know we're talking movie Santas, but it's got to be up there. I mean, the react. Talk about Elf got the reaction shot right, because when Buddy looks at Zoe. Who is in the you know the elf and she realizes and they go to the yeah. reaction mm -hmm. shot and she gets it. Yeah, he really is an elf yeah. and he's on a sleigh with Santa. I mean that's movie magic right. and mm -hmm. I'd like to think that the Foley Christmas Eve is up there with that type of movie. <laughs> magic. Yeah, you are a movie yeah. Santa now. Now that yeah, yeah. I am Santa Claus is a movie. So it's open, man. I can be your favorite Santa, <laughs> even though I'm probably people's third or fourth favorite Santa in my own movie. <laughs> Actually, I would think that if I were one of the real beard Santas, they are all bent out of shape about you know the lifestyle of other people. I'd be more about out of the shape of the fact that you did it once and you're better than most of them. You look better. You just have a caringness that comes out that doesn't seem it seems like tired, it's authentic, well, infectious. Well, they caught me, you know, it really, it's my favorite place, mm -hmm. you know, and I had my son with me. That was and, cool. and my son Huey is, uh, for people listening, he is he's the uh, youngest son, right? right? It was Mickey that was going, Santa's here, you know, with the yeah. video camera. But Huey's like my my number one elf, and he's like, he's I was like his straight man, you know, while yeah. he's hitting me with zingers <laughs> as I'm trying to get dressed. And he's like, Dad, uh, you think these pants are gonna fit? That he fit he fit in your entire pair of his pants. Whole body, yeah. That was hysterical. I don't think they're gonna fit. This waist might fit. You yeah, know, he was very funny. He's a natural. Yeah. He is a yeah. natural. And yeah. then another, the reaction shot, I'm glad they included it. One time, you know, it was taken out of the, the, the final edit, and I asked for it to be put back in, is when my wife, my daughter, and Mickey arrive. Oh, right. That was and great. And they see yes. the transformation, because yes. it is pretty, you know, I, I mean, again, I know it's my movie, but, you know, put that and Lon Chaney uh, Jr. Wolfman <laughs> side by side. Yes. It's a close call as to what is more magical. But, you know, my <laughs> wife and daughter and son were not prepared for, you know, that level of change. And it was like, you know, it was a magical feeling. And That was, a, I loved the look on your wife and daughter's face. <laughs> they just were so taken aback and so in love with you at the same moment. It was, they were so proud of you. It was really well, I cool. I have a, you know, I have the Foley Christmas room, and that's been going for yeah, fifteen years. Oh yeah, and um, and one of our our cameramen in WWE, him Stu from Cincinnati, he's been there s since I was there and before. So he's known my daughter, seen her since she was you know two two years old. And he said, I have to tell you, I I asked your daughter a few months ago, well, what was it like, like growing up in a house that kind of celebrated Christmas all year round? He thought she was, oh my dad, you know, I'm like <laughs> she, he said, she got the biggest smile. She said. It was wonderful. Oh, and awesome. although I have no photos of myself as a wrestler in my house, I, you know, you go down to that Santa room and I am well represented. <laughs> <laughs> and one of one of the gifts, one of the nicest gifts my daughter got me, the you know, the big, you know, twenty by thirty canvas, and it was her oh, sitting yeah. next to me, you know, it, it, right after that scene was shot. What I love about it, she's 19 years old, here's her dad as Santa, and there's not even like the slightest hint 
of embarrassment. Right. You know, she's wearing her red sweatshirt as I believe in Santa Claus. Yeah. And it just, uh, it's just one of those moments that yeah. makes me feel good and always will. Well, it's such yeah. a great example to set, right? To show that to your kids and to show the joy that you feel doing what you love to do. And it radiates, you know, it's because there's a truth to it. And I love my favorite reaction with them the slow movement towards you. There wasn't like, hey, yeah, dad. They, they were almost in awe. Like, <laughs> yeah. there was the slow... It's like, is that Santa Claus? Yeah, is that, yeah. is that our dad? Is that Santa Claus? And it's just a great, natural, honest reaction. Yeah. Yeah. The slow move towards... Because like, wow, I just almost marveling at what your transformation was yeah. like. So, yeah. And Santa's Village has to be one of the biggest places to go for Christmas events anywhere in the country. And yeah. it seemed like you were... It was a little daunting for you to go in there. Were they at all? How were they approaching the idea of okay, we're going to have a guy who's really they never really done did, it in the biggest had place no in the country? Idea how I would do? They really didn't. <laughs> I mean, they were willing to do it, but uh, Elaine, you know, who's had the park in her family since 1953 when she was three years old. Wow. You know, and she, when she heaped that praise on me, you know, about the way I had with the children. I mean, she was legitimately felt like I, you know, that I did a, a really good job and uh, you know I mean, following Santa Dana protocol <laughs> to the letter oh, oh yeah to the letter and and you know Tommy the funny thing is Tommy the director was not actually he wasn't a Christmas fanatic he wasn't like a Santa Claus he enjoyed Christmas as a child but it, thankfully he had he wondered he asked himself that big question what does this guy do the rest of the year and he told me later he goes it wasn't until that morning with the snow coming down and it was just so picturesque, you know. Yeah. And with the, you know, and you mentioned the the monorail. Yeah, the monorail is amazing. Here comes the choo choo train, and they, you know, and and it, he goes, I finally got it, like I finally got it. And again, this movie, it's it's R rated, right? And it oh, deserves right, it's R rated. Right. No, it's not oh, for a family right. to watch. But, but it's not filthy. Should, no, it's no, not. But it is a movie for adults. Yeah. It is a movie yeah. for adults. Um, and, and the scene with Jim at the, you know, at the bear roundup is, is <laughs> I think it's adorable. It is, it is, it is adorable. Okay. And I, and I let my oh, son I see it. No one was. Those guys are kind of adorable left to my uh, but I forget how adult I am. They're kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, I just they're, accepted they're that there was a bear yeah. Like, the leather straps is what we did forgot about that. And the, and the sex club. And the uh, sex club, right. But, so there is some adult-oriented material. Uh, right. But again, for a movie that guys were, were afraid was going to show you know, the vocation as being a downer, uh, I think it's filled with great joy. And, and, I, and I would challenge any of those guys to go back and name a good Christmas movie that didn't put Santa's at peril. Like... They wanted all jolliness right. all the time, and that's not compelling. And right. it's not true. More than that, it's yeah. not true. You know, yeah. I mean, if it was a movie just about Santa's at Christmas time, maybe then you try the jolly thing. But I'll, I'll ask somebody who, you know, if they don't like our film, go out and try to make one on your own and make it all jolly right. and see not only, you know, what type of success you have, but see how many people you touch. Right. You don't. I mean, this is the harshest words that I'm ever going to use, you know. And I know that I'm, I have free reign. I can do anything I want. And let me just, so when I use this word, I'll just say he acted like one. Just saying mm -hmm. that Santa, as depicted in the first third of the Rankin Bass Rudolph <laughs> classic, yeah. He, yeah. is a dick. Yes. Oh, I said I, it. Oh, he scared the heck out of me. It could have been he, a little yes. more understanding. Whoa. Yes. It came to a birth defect. I know. Uh, <laughs> and his words are after it's revealed that Rudolph is different <laughs> and specially says, What a shame. <laughs> He had such a good takeoff. <laughs> Come on. Me, me, me. Come on. And then he, he, learns, a a he learns a lesson. 
And he does. And he's a Santa we know and love by the end of the movie. But he uh. had to come to an understanding. And, he, and whether it's Edmund Gwynn, you know, in the mental hospital, Richard Attenborough actually, you know, striking out at his tormentor, you know, with his uh, cane. Yeah. Every Santa goes through peril. You know, Mickey Rooney, love Mickey Rooney as, as, uh, as Santa Claus. But, you know. He has his doubts that children yeah. believe. You know, it's it's just it's not good filmmaking. At the end of the rank and best, he's clearly no longer a dick. Yes, <laughs> right. he is. He's learned to follow the story. He has changed his dick-like demeanor. It's yeah. non-existent. And well, now, what guys will take from that is fully calls Santa a dick. No, no, no. way to go, internet. Yeah. 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 Well, I think that's what's great in Elf. Because you have that as the plot line of what drives the sleigh is the belief, yes. right? And people, you'll hear people say, oh, I'm not ready for Christmas. Why am I hearing Christmas music in November? And it's like, well, it just wants you to be happy. That's yes. all the music is. That's all the season is. So it, when is it ever too early to be happy? So I think that's what's great about your room, about your aura and essence, about your Santa stuff, you know? And, and, it comes and counter to, to that, yeah. what do you make of, like, Bad Santa, Silent Night, Deadly oh, Night? Oh, yeah. And the bad Santas oh, yeah. in predicted, uh, depicted right. in movies. Well, it's, I, I won't watch the slasher film Santas, you know? Like, uh, I, I just, I won't do it. Um, bad Santa is a good, it's a good movie. <laughs> the only issue I have is <laughs> the idea that Billy Bob Thornton is considered like a hot commodity in the Santa world. That's one of the things I hope our movie dispels is yeah. that no, you can't get hired continuously, <laughs> scorching the earth everywhere you go, yeah. looking nothing whatsoever like the iconic figure, having the worst <laughs> bedside manner imaginable just because you have an elf with you. Like, that's not possible. It's a great movie, but it doesn't show that, you know, you need to be really good. When someone yeah. says, here's where, you know, when I take issue with the, the community who think that we're casting Santas in a negative light, no one else is out there going, you know, when someone says, oh, he's one of those mall Santas, going, do you have any idea how good you have to be to be a mall Santa? Right. Any idea to have a patience you have to have to work yeah. with children? I mean, these are guys who, who love what they do, and I don't think that's depicted in, in Bad Santa. And even a great movie like, like both the original and the remake of Miracle on 34th Street show Santa as a drunk Showing up yeah. for the Macy's parade intoxicated yeah. in the in the remake, he's, he's got half his crack showing, and it's like no in the Santa world, the Macy's Santa is like the grand poobah oh, right, yeah. you of Santa's. It. He's like people almost genuflect to him. Mm -hmm. He's the guy. The idea that he would be ridiculous, you know, not be authentic way. looking, be intoxicated, not be perfect would be you could almost, ridiculous. You could almost think that there is another Santa waiting in the wings, and the minute he does something wrong. He's out. Oh, He's yeah. out. Yeah. You know, switch yeah. him out. Yeah, and I, and I love, like, everyone's, I love, oh, go ahead with your movies. We'll go back to, <laughs> we'll go back to, that. to the movie Santa. No, we, yeah. no, we circled around. We because, circled around. Because I was going to say, like, I, I, I like how explanations are given. As, you know, I think Arthur Christmas was vastly oh, underrated. I love yeah, that's they a go great down film. that hall so and they good. show that every 40 or 50 years there's a, you know, there's a new Santa, and I love the way they go about searching yeah. for, you know, the heir who's, you know, it's the, the, the heir apparent is this big, bulky guy who, in the end, does not embody the spirit of Christmas like Arthur does. Right. So you a are big, Santa. A big thumbs up for yeah. Mick Foley for Arthur Christmas. <laughs> underrated. It, it is underrated. You're right. Yeah. That yeah. was great. And you are Santa because that's on my list, and I didn't even bring uh, it up. Uh. You knew it was on my list. Ah! I checked it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hanks and Polar Express. Oh, 
that. Was it Tom who played the role of Santa? I believe so, yeah. He played five different roles yeah, in that. One of them, I think, it was Santa. Very good. A little too solemn for me. A little... The whole film. A little solemn. Yeah. The whole film's a little uh, too solemn, yeah. I wanted a little more joy, uh, but but very good. And he had credibility. You know, like, he was Santa. And if you're going to ask me next about uh, oh, uh, what? Guardians... Oh no, I wasn't. Oh, I mean, oh, uh, they oh, have completely the... uh, not Guardians of the Galaxy. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Guardians, that's where we all go right away. Guardians. That's right. They go the Russian completely Santa. different route. Yeah, Alec Baldwin. Uh, Alec Baldwin, yeah. and it seems so over the top, but about twenty minutes in, you're like, okay, yeah, that's that's. You know, they call him North. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's like, oh, that's Santa. Yeah, he's Santa with a sword. He's a you know, he's a warrior yeah, Santa. Yeah. But he's like, you know, yeah, and, and our Santa, Long Island Santa, you know, had a child who, who looked at his, you know, his, his sleeves went up and they saw the oh, tattoo the sleeves. Tattoos, went, yeah. You are the real Santa yeah. oh. because of the tattoos. Right. But I thought That's that right. was a, a great That's take. Cool. And in the end, it was a very touching film and, and one of our, like, we love it. We love, we love the movie Guardians. Dan yeah. Aykroyd in Trading Places. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Is he really oh, Santa? He wasn't even playing Santa. Oh, Come on. That's kind of no like fair. when, you know, when George Carlin does his dirty words and says, Tits doesn't even belong on the list. <laughs> right, then last, uh, like, uh, Santa in The Nightmare Before Christmas. And Jack Skellington trying his hand at Santa. Ooh, oh, a little well, scary for me. A little, yeah. a little scary. The idea that you would reward a kidnapper. Um, it was True. you know they would he'd get away with a slap on the wrist is maybe not the best, uh, maybe not the best lesson to be it's taken nuts. from a film. But it's uh, a great a great movie. Yeah, it had a wonderful imagination, really well done, very compelling. But just again, like I don't know about the kidnapping, mm. the big guy thing. Yeah. Even though you know, like in my son's book, Crazy Christmas. You know, fake Santa gets run off by me. You know, I come to save Christmas, <laughs> and I put the fear of Foley into him, and I don't hurt him. We make him promise that he'll leave and never come back. Whereas I Jack would. Skellington is kind of embrace. Okay, so you kidnapped somebody, held him against his will. Yeah, it's all, it's all. In the <laughs> yeah, maybe something they should have considered. Burton. <laughs> Burton. Isn't it great though that unlike Christmas is the only holiday with hundreds and hundreds of songs and movies and specials. I mean, there's no other holiday that's like right. that. I, that's why I really love the this season because there's like four Thanksgiving movies. And, yeah. then, <laughs> and, then, and then there's there's hundreds of horror movies, but only two that take place on Halloween. And you know? the only right. songs they keep coming back to are Ghostbusters, right? And there's like one other like one. Thriller or Monster uh, yeah, Mash. Yeah, yeah. Monster so, Mash, yeah. So Dee Snyder came up with a concept album, Van Helsing's Curse, which I thought was excellent, but it's just so hard to... You know, stem the tide. You know, it's like you said, it's it's Christmas, and yeah. and again, he's saying on its surface, Santa is for children, but I believe he's really about making adults, yeah. taking adults back to the place they were happiest, right. and that's mm-hmm. why Christmas songs come out every year. That's yeah. why you know we look, unless you're Tori Amos trying, you know, trying out like a, a bold new take on old <laughs> classics, rewriting them. You're basically going and looking at an album or whatever it might be, a CD cover, you know, uh, digital, and going, okay, he does that song. That I like I like those songs, so I'm going to like this guy's version. Right. But people keep coming back to these classics and then trying to, you know, write their own because we all remember how happy we were. And I think long for that time when we were at our happiest. Yeah, yeah we were at our happiest because we all didn't have to work jobs. <laughs> and we got gifts. Yeah, you get gifts and you just get to slouch <laughs> around and watch TV. That's right. Perfect. In your pajamas. Right? But what is your favorite uh, Christmas carol? 
I'm a, four I'm a, song. Ah, uh, 1951, Alistair Sim, uh, originally Ooh. called Screw. Oh yeah, in England. Like to me, like, there's no not even an argument. Uh, you know, for for George C. Scott. Oh, um, for, oh, I meant like a song. Oh, oh, but oh, you're talking about you're talking about the movie. Oh yeah, the movie. Yeah. Okay, F- favorite yeah. Christmas. Well, Carol you're movie. certainly right about that though. But to go Alistair on the Alistair Sim, Sim thing. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna go with three songs. The the uh, three. Well, the two songs and a, a CD. Um, I love Old Toy Trains by Roger Miller. That seems to be oh, the wow. Santa that speaks to me. Ooh. I've told, I'm going to be, I, I mean, I don't want to ruin it, for me, but, but I, if you go to the Puss in Boots show at the Bell House, that's Nora Jones' project with Sasha Dobson and uh, Catherine Popper, and they're amazing. Like, I was, you know, I was there Santa last year, and I, <laughs> I un, you know, without any invitation, I just decided when I saw Nora Jones singing Silent Night that if I didn't, walk up there and start singing with her, I would never forgive myself. So if you <laughs> allow me to dig around in here, I, I think I can produce that momentarily. But um but I love uh, and I told the the ladies, I said, if you learn old toy trains, you know, you will see a grown man cry because it's Aww. just it's the Santa that speaks <laughs> to me. Uh, my second favorite is Oh Holy Night by Nat King Cole because mm-hmm. some I think sometimes when guys cover the classes like, okay, here's my take on it. I'm gonna sing the hell out of this song. Right. I'm gonna do it bigger and louder and more orchestration, you know. Yeah, like the national the anthem night, sometimes. Night. <laughs> yeah. And that just kind of lets it, you know, it lets it seep in. Yeah. It's just mellow and cool. Too much technique and, over emotions, uh, Yeah, and like and, you know, and I know you know you know, we're largely not including religion in this talk, which is uh, cool, but like that's like the Jesus I think of it is the night the dear Savior yeah, yeah that's the guy I see mm-hmm. and so Nat reminds me of that guy and then I love the the Tori Amos uh, Midwinter Graces you know she puts her own oh, stamp yeah. on uh, what child is this and Silent Night and you know, she reinvents them by writing new lyrics and some people said you know Harry cried heresy and she was like no oh. these songs were originally like sea shanties they were songs you know um like what child is this right. was rewritten from uh you know a classical green sleeves yeah, yeah, yeah. green sleeves and mm-hmm. it was like yeah it was okay to to rewrite it you know 150 years ago whatever it might be the case so she said why not rewrite these and to me they're they're magical and beautiful so that's my uh threesome uh mm. roger miller's old toy trains that King Goals, Oh Holy Night, and go with any one of like five or six selections from the Tory And Embassy. back to the camera. And that's, there's Foley singing with Nora Jones. Amazing. <laughs> there we dressed go. Santa. That's, that's amazing. That's so good. Look at that. I don't wow. know. If you Not can dressed zoom as Santa. In. I guess we have to say, is Santa. I was that is Santa. Santa. <laughs> at that moment. There we go. Put that up to the that's camera. That's awesome. <laughs> I am Santa Claus. And if I may Sorry. say, that's uh, a great picture. Uh, one of the, this is something I carry around. And then I go out on a limb here, you know, like I talk about the Santa, like that's the Santa that, you know, I have a Santa I see, Mm -hmm. the old toy train Santa. It wasn't until my friend Catherine told me, she goes, you know, dude, she always calls me dude. She goes, "Uh, Nora gave you a shout out. And uh, when they were getting, they were in the green room at Jimmy Fallon, get ready to play on the Tonight Show. And they were doing an interview. And the question was about their CD release party. All the questions said was, she goes, it was really great to play for familiar faces because they were at a venue in Brooklyn that they, you know, played regularly. And the question was, was Mick Foley there? 
It's just just a simple question. <laughs> and all she had to say was, no, he wasn't there. She said, no, he wasn't at that one, but he was at a show last month. She was into detail about how there were no chairs, so that they let me sit on the stage. And literally, you know, I was right behind Nora. It was it was so cool. Kind of yeah. ruined every other concert for me because now I can't <laughs> oh, look at a screen. But yeah. she said, and then she, no, they didn't say, "Hey, wasn't he Santa?" She just, she just, you know, she just um, extrapolated and said he was our Santa last year. And she said, you know, we didn't know if he was going to make it. And then, you know, he just walked in. And she said, like, I'm almost quoting verbatim. She goes, "I don't know how to describe it because it was so surreal." He looked so real. Yeah. It was like the real Chris Kringle had showed up. She said, he, and then she repeated, like, he is so real, Mick is Santa. Huh. So, like, when I do my, when I go and do the show for them, what I'll do is I'll put, like, the dark moose in my beard until I get on stage, out of respect for the way she felt. Mm-hmm. There's a woman who sold over 30 million albums. Yeah. But, we know, I, when I talk about... Santa being at his best when he's suspending disbelief, it's like, that's what happened. Like, that was a moment. I only saw it from my perspective, which is I was late. I didn't think I was going to make it. I was thinking about not even going. And then from her perspective, it was like, he, it was perfect. That's him. Like, that's yeah. the guy. So it was up there with the kindest things I've ever said about me, been said about me in wrestling, writing, or, or anywhere. Wow. In case you guys at home haven't figured it out, I'm really into this. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I am too. I think it's so fantastic. Yeah. I love finding out that you were this into Christmas. Yeah. It's wonderful. I also think it really has a lot to say about your acting. Because the best actors are the ones who believe what they're doing and aren't just showing off and trying to be yeah. something they're not. And I don't believe that, uh, and you might be able to show show me occasionally this is not the case, I don't believe that any actor can feign total joy. Without the right. help of uh, you know some 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 cutaways, without some music, total joy is a tough one to grab. Fear is a lot easier than total joy, mm. right. and I think wow. you see that you know in the movie, mm-hmm. you know, with with the but my, both my younger children and, oh. and dad yeah. as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And even when my daughter takes you know takes the photo and gives a little fist bump, it's like yeah. Yeah. this is as real as it gets. Yeah. That was cool. Okay, well, let's see how much you know, Mick. We're going to play uh, uh, oh, we're gonna play another game in. here. Uh-oh. A little something called uh, Christmas Carol, Name That Tune. Hey. <laughs> I had no idea, Mick. I hope you prepared. Blue Christmas. Right. I didn't even play the short clip. All right, here we go. That's all you get, that's Darn. all you get. Darn. From the gallery. Can we steal Christmas time is here, the peanut special? That's absolutely nice. right. Oh, I see. And that's one I disregard. Oh. I, I, I never, I never oh. play that. I skipped that on Pandora, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because there's really, it's not like a, it's traditional, but yeah. it's not like no, no, King Cole. No, 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 that's, that's a weak excuse. You know. I should have known that. I didn't know. I'm right. <laughs> My friend, right. you just caught I'm my worst Santa moment. Oh. oh. Your main one, Mr. Grinch. Oh my god, that was good. All right. Weather outside is frightful. Let it snow, let it snow. snow. (laughs) And here we go. Santa Claus. uh, Here comes Santa Claus. That's it. The Gene Autry version. (laughs) I don't think my buzzer was working. I don't think my buzzer was working. I used to love the lyric because it would say, jump in bed, cover up your head because Santa Claus comes tonight. And I'd act it out on Christmas Eve and I'd jump in my bed and I'd cover up my head. I was all excited. What do you make of this this song? He's the little boy 
that's Santa, Santa Claus, Claus for God? Yeah. yeah. What's that? Oh, Santa's human. We <laughs> 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 saw that in Arthur Christmas. Uh, that's on uh, an alt. You know, that's not like up there with the Christmas song. They, they excluded that from Nat's. Ma- you know what? little Christmas trivia for you. The Uh-oh. album was originally The Magic of Christmas, but because the Mel Torme song, the Christmas song, which some people know as Chestnuts on an Open yeah. Fire, mm-hmm. yeah. Roasting Open Fire was such a huge hit, it's become, you know, repackaged as Nat King Cole, the Christmas song, but it's, mm. he has an alternate one that has some of those songs, the little boy that Santa Claus forgot. Oh. <laughs> mm. yeah. as, a, as a Latino, where's Donde Esta Santa Claus? Oh, come on, come on. We gotta represent here, we're in California. Feliz Navidad. Yeah, exactly, Feliz Navidad. All right, well, let's move things along here and make my sitting in one last segment with us. We end every show with Karen's weekly look at the birthdays of those who make the movies. It's something we call Karen's Birthdays. Take it away. Right, let's start off by wishing a happy birthday to John Stewart, who turns 51, but good, can play anywhere good from. Of mine. Yeah, good yeah, friend, yeah. Yeah. friend of gave, friend of the show. Then he gave me, uh, he awarded me the Medal of Reasonableness yeah, in front of two really people. Yeah. I would be very honored by that. You know, he used to be an MTV host, and oh. then he went on to host the Daily Show, as we all know. But did you know his real name? Does anybody know his real name? It's quite a handle. Mm. Jonathan Stewart Lebowski. Leibowitz. Leibowitz. Jonathan Stewart Leibowitz. Oh, if it was Lebowski. Oh, my God. How great would that be? But he also has some nicknames from his friends. Lefty, Soupy, Poochie, Susceptible Boy, and Stew Beef. Yes. Stew Beef. Mm-hmm. Stew Beef. Like very much. Today. Now, what movie was he in? Yeah, yeah. No, I never saw that movie. Was he good in it? What was that movie about? <laughs> I didn't even he, do my research. He, he pokes fun at it, uh, and uh, Edward Norton was in it. That's like yeah. a rare Edward Norton clunker. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, not well not well received. Not well received, but he's going to be uh, getting a lot of Oscar nods with Rosewater. Have any of you seen Rosewater yet? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I have not, but mm-hmm. here's a little Tell us. Uh, a little, you know, with a six, six years of separation. Yes. It was when John Stewart was directing Rosewater that I was brought in uh, and did a segment with... Um, uh, John Oliver, where I was Love wearing him. my St. Mick shirt and mentioned the Santa Claus documentary. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, perfect. Yeah, and if you want to keep talking about coincidences, let's wish a very happy birthday to Mr. Jerry the King Lawler, Yay! who turns 64. Yeah. And Jerry, uh, of course, has a cameo in the film. Uh, he talks about yeah. my mm-hmm. love for Christmas. Yeah. Jerry, we know <laughs> he is a big Haddon Sunbloom enthusiast. Haddon Sunbloom was the artist who created the Coca-Cola Santa. I love the Coca-Cola yeah. Santa. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect Santa. Very Cool. Responsible, you know, for putting that image into the mainstream. Yeah. Yeah, and there's something neat about it because um, it kind of t- it took away the idea that Santa Claus was just fat. I thought of that Santa as being more stylistic and, and being not just a big mess. Do you know yeah, what I mean? He, and he was jolly. Jolly. Yeah. Did that really? come yeah. with the concept of those glasses? Too? Yeah. I think that started there, right? The... He tra- you know, over time, because I believe it began like in the, I may have been as early as the 30s, but it ran for about 20 years or so, and it was always one, uh, you know, print that would go on to be iconic, you know, and so he, as he aged, the styles changed. He went mm-hmm. from like the the beige boot to the darker boot, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, yeah, so he did, I believe, did uh, to come with the glasses. But <laughs> yes. Santa, uh, as depicted by Sunbloom, had the dark eyebrows. Uh- 
And there are some, you know, traditionalists who feel like you need the really furry eyebrows, mm-hmm. and some others who think that that's too much, and sometimes a little subtlety helps. Now, I think a woman might have something to say about that, because no man with furry eyebrows is ever really what we're going for. I think Mick could get his degree in Santa Clausology. I think he might. Well, well, hold on, just briefly, let's go back to the Foley Santa Claus. Yes, uh, let's take a look. We're going to go to the uh, tape. With Nora Jones. Yes. Uh, keep talking, and I'll, I'll All right. Well, Foley let's Santa. just talk about Jerry the King Lawler a little bit. I have here that he's turned 64 but can play anywhere from the King of the Ring to the King of Pop. Now, you know, he was in a movie. Do you guys know he was in two movies? What were they? Man on the Moon. Man on the Moon. Right, and he played... Uh, Jerry Lawler. He played himself. Yes, he played himself. And movie. he was in another movie. And Body I, Slam? No. With Dirk Benedict? <laughs> I like to hurt people. All the marbles? No, you guys are awesome. You're, I'm just going to tell you because this is so random. It's a Michael J. Fox movie called Life with Mikey. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We All got right. a poster up here. Yes. But Friend of the show, David oh, Crumlin. Wait, go we're, going the, we're going to the We're going to that. Let's go to video very, A very oh, natural wow. eyebrow. Natural eyebrow. Natural eyebrow. Yes. And I think it's oh, effective. Oh, natural. Yes. Okay. It is good. Fairly natural. Just a You are a good-looking Santa. It's the eyes. The eyes are why he's such a good-looking Santa. Oh, a really good-looking Santa. Jerry's going to be so angry that we keep talking about you during his birthdays. Um, also, he played the lobotomizer. I just wanted to throw that out there because I thought that was a fantastic name. Was that a character? Yes, a character? he played the lobotomizer in that. Jerry Lewis very famously slapped Andy Kaufman on... Uh, or Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler. If Jerry Lewis does it, <laughs> that would be amazing. to watch that. Slapped Andy Kaufman on the All right, now, I was reading up on this, and they said that that was all planned. Now, Mick, yeah. you know these people. Was that planned? You know what? Um, years later, you know, we found out that it was. But a credit to Andy is he wore that neck brace everywhere. Again, I'm not suspending <laughs> yeah. disbelief. Really? Everywhere. For six months. Wow. And he really believed in it. And what they don't show in that movie, the truth is, you know, yes, it was a huge hit. But when when Andy came back, you know, they would wrestle every Monday night at the Mid-South Coliseum. And it kind of ran its course. And the crowd started fading. But Jerry said... Andy loved it so much they oh. didn't know how to break it to him like yeah. it's done dude like <laughs> break it up but he just loved it so much you know for Andy like it was that the perfect theater in the round you know every Monday night they're passionate fans and he did a great job but yeah I mean it's seen in the movie and it was like the hottest thing in the wrestling business but it did run its course and overstayed its welcome uh, which is a parallel in my life. <laughs> and then other people kind of forget no. that. No, 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 no. They forget that I uh, no. came back one, two, or three too many times. I got to tell you, in the movie, in your movie, I like, because I love Mr. Sacco. And I love that. Didn't Santa have a little Mr. Sacco action going there for a yeah, second? He did, yeah. We're I was so happy of that. And I was happy about that. Uh, a scene, and just talking about theater of the, the bizarre. My home is the only place in the world where a child can see his own father as Santa run over by a motor vehicle. That was amazing! <laughs> and just and like, they did not even care. He was tracking Nord- He yeah. was tracking Santa. Hey, it was yeah. a, watch this, kids. Watch this, watch this. Yeah, yeah. And it was the, the replay. You know, yeah, so but they were like, they were like hey, Daddy's in Georgia now. Yeah. And, like, like, and Huey, you know, like he was starting to fade <laughs> off to sleep. And that was a concern we had about whether or not we would be able to use WWE footage. And I, had to, I went to the studio showed it, to, you know, had a meeting and said, this belongs in the film. Mm-hmm. Like, it, yeah. we could use other footage. It wouldn't feel right. So 
Thank you, WWE and Uncle Vince, for making yeah. that. Yeah, love Uncle Vince. And, and it is you dressed as Santa and you yes, get hit, hit by, by a car. car. So I wasn't dressed. Yeah. I was. He I was Santa. Santa. At the moment and I was hit, I was you Santa. Were Santa. All right. got hit. Children had a legitimate concern because <laughs> the kids at the were moment not of contact, concerned. I was the real Santa. Yes. And the, it was that night driving back after the accident, and of course it all ends well, and you know, mm-hmm. to all a good night. But. It was that <laughs> night that I discovered the joy of the Santa Claus drive-through that I could find. Like, every appearance I make is capped off. Whether I'm hungry or not, I will go through a drive through <gasps> oh, I will order a Santa, yes. and I will give away money. <laughs> ah. like, you don't know, for you fast food workers of the world, That's your awesome. Christmas may be coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, Adam, you know how much I love to hear celebrities sing. Well, as I've always said, if there's two things Karen loves, it's... Uh, McFoley. Yes. And, uh, when McFoley sings. <laughs> well, actually, oddly enough, I know that Mr. Jerry Lawler is quite the singer. Oh, yes. So we're going to listen to a little like something. The world's greatest wrestler? The world's greatest there wrestler and pop star. He's going to be covering a Rolling Stones song. Did you ever get to hear him sing? Of course I did. <laughs> I'm oh, a student of the game. Yeah, this would be a Jimmy Hart production in the background. Right. Jimmy Hart, Hall of Fame manager, uh, who was a member of the Gentries. Right. Who had a number one hit with... Um, Grab Them Cakes? No, that was... Dance All Night. Uh, should be dancing. Something to do with dancing. I, I feel like... Da- isn't it dancing? I feel like... I'll, I'll admit let's, to not knowing the yeah, Gentries let's, let's catalog. Google that. Uh, yeah. I'm ashamed. Jimmy, forgive me, brother. <laughs> I should know. We should redo Land of a Thousand Dances with uh, with the modern uh, wrestlers. How great would that be? Now you don't remake a mistake. Um, <laughs> There's a reason why there was not a second Chamber of Horrors match. Well, yeah, let's not redo Land of a Thousand Dances. Well, they keep trying to do the Hulk, so uh, I don't know. He would not do a voice on rock and wrestling yeah. if they made that cartoon uh, again. <laughs> Perhaps <rocking>. I would. <laughs> He but this is not it. bad. That's that's pretty solid. Yeah, that is pretty solid. Definitely yeah. got it. Yeah. Well, that wraps another showcast, everybody. If you want to uh, use mixed voice on the rock and wrestling, what's it <laughs> or, or just go to realmcfoley.com and hire him to play Santa for your uh, to be Santa. I, I will be, be making Santa. you know if people check. I mean, I'll be making a couple of you know Foley as Santa appearances, and then the deal cool. we have with nice. the parents. Keep it quiet. Make it special for the kids. You know, yeah. if I'm oh, if sure. I'm That's doing great. something, you know, you can kind of uh, slide me a Mick Foley photo yeah. on the slide, you know, and I will <laughs> sign it. And there is a cool photo in the, you know, in the movie at the end of the movie where they show me like I'm and I'm reading to the kids from like the mankind. Yes, uh, oh yeah, that was cool. Yeah, very cool. But I will be making a few appearances as Santa and just ask the the parents just keep it away from the kids, just let them believe in the magic. That's cool. Beautiful. And uh, go to realmcfoley.com. And of course, go to IamSantaClaus.com. We all highly endorse this documentary. Movie. Yeah. Oh, I'm Santa Claus Movie. Oh, Sorry. Ooh, that was, that was a quick, <laughs> that was a all that work. SantaClausMovie.com. Oh um, and uh, thanks to Steve Schultz for his writing contributions to the show every week. And uh, and uh, check out I Am Santa Claus on Blu-ray, iTunes, and Netflix, Netflix. which is hey. the best. That's the easiest way to check out a film. And remember, you can find everything we're up to at TheMovieGuys.net. Next week, we're back with uh, the December movies, and we'll see you then. Thank you. And thank you, John Roca, sitting in the hey, second half of the show. John Roca. You can treat me at, at the Roca Says. That's real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>